Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. Good evening. This is the Wirt with Mike, Pete, and Steve GovsRadio.com. Welcome Hello. in, everybody. How are we feeling tonight? March Madness is in full swing. I'm excited, but first, I am even more excited to drink beer with our buddies Chris and Angel from Motion Craft Brewing, all the way in Massapequa Park. And yes, we do have sponsors, folks. We do. So let's kick it off with our buddies, Nick. Over at Rosie's Draft Solutions. Hit me off a piece of that, Steve. All right. Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and much more. Uh, they're, very, they're very passionate about the draft beer and making sure that it's the same quality as when it left the brewery, which is only done by doing one thing making sure those draft system are being perfectly clean. Rosie's services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator system installs and maintenance. Uh, they service the likes of WA Meadworks, Blue Point Brewing, Darling Brewing, Hopwinds, Marich's Field, and of course our buddies over at Hopscotch Bottle Shop, uh, just to name a few. You can reach them at Rosie's Draft Solutions at gmail.com or call them at 631-219-2075 Monday through Sunday 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mention the award for a special discount. That's right. You're going to receive 10% your service or, or a hardware order. Go to rosiesdraftsolutions.com. Peter, we're excited. Beer maker. So beer excited maker. for beer maker. Why are we excited, Pete? The beer's ready. Beer's ready. My phone told me today the beer's ready. Well, and, much, and, much, much, much to my chagrin, uh, you guys are not getting any because I drank it all already. You Sorry. son of a bitch. No wonder you're so smiling maker, and happy tonight. It's an automated countertop brew system. Allows you to make a gallon of beer right in your kitchen or uh, wherever you don't mind a little, uh, have an extra, some extra counter space. Don't mind a little vibration noise. Uh, works through the app. Walks you through all of the uh, steps on how to make uh delicious beer right in your own home mm. uh 
everything's sealed. It brews into bags. No chance of oxidation uh, or any sort of nonsense that you may get at any other uh, homebrew method or defunct uh, automated <laughs> brew system. Uh, so it's a really well-designed system. We got to play with it Pico. last Sorry. week. <laughs> uh, really excited to try the product. Mm. Uh, we have a promo code for them. Is it Wurt or The Wurt? Like, the Wurt. Wurt, Wurt. The uh, whatever you want to call it. It's fine. All Whoop. grain brewing system. They've got kits. You can do DIY. Uh, you can do Steve in a split screen. That's yeah, fantastic. I like it. I think you should do the whole show like that. How did that even possibly happen? I have no clue. That is awesome. The of the he's got a live uh, on the right left-hand side for the viewers, and then he's completely paused, stern-looking as always on the left hand, <laughs> on the right-hand side. Yeah, you're going to be like uh, the, the two-headed horseman over there. Uh, he's going to try it again. Uh, yeah. Pete, thanks a lot, man. And, uh, of course, yes, we are sponsored by uh, Beer Maker. Go to Beer Maker uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, and all that good stuff. And when you go to order yours, type in the, T-H-E, Wart, W-O-R-T, for your 10% off your entire system, beer maker, making beer at off. home. 60, well, that's, 60 that's bucks. A, yeah, well, it's 10%. Anyway, uh, we are tonight also sponsored by Brewbag. Brewbag for your beer pong cornhole in your backyard. Go to brewbag.com or go to our Instagram page and go to our link tree and you'll find your private webpage where you can order everything at a discount. Go to brewbag.com for all your fun and exciting outdoor beer pong cornhole games. We're also sponsored by vintage beer shirt club.com vintage beer shirt club.com supplying you with all your vintage beer shirt needs. It's always needs. How come there's always so needs or some sort of need, but we are sponsored by vintage beer shirt club.com. So go over to them and the promo code type in wart WRT receive a percentage off your monthly order. Uh, a couple of people we want to mention, of course, uh, Rosie's draft solutions, Brewbag, vintage beer, shirtclub.com beer maker but we like to say hello to Brewers mark over at, well wait i was gonna say we're gonna say hello to mark over at hopscotch go to hopscotch right there on long island avenue in deer park hopscotch on instagram on facebook on twitter go over and follow them and check out their latest beer releases and yes brewers hardware for your small capacity and large capacity needs go to brewershardware.com and in the promo code type in wart w-o-r-t receive a percentage off your order they also supply us with some gifts for the brewers we have to re-up with them this year but they've been really good over the last few years of helping us out, getting gifts out to our guests. And speaking of guests on the show tonight, as mentioned prior, Chris and Angel from Motion Craft Brewing right there in Massapequa Park. What's up, boys? Park Boulevard. What's going on, guys? Thanks a lot for taking some time out tonight as Steve uh, Justin fixes camera and figures it all out. He's uh, going to go in and out for a little bit, trying to decide what the hell is going on with my GoPro. But he'll get it worked out. He's he's technically savvy. Um, he just wanted to run for the sponsors, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's been this. around for, for the Rosie's read. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it lasted through that. He killed it, though. He killed it. He has one job. You have one job, Steve. Um, I'm Yeah. <laughs> I know. Isn't it frustrating, Steve? Do you it have, really is. I know. I right, listen. Technology man. sucks. Yeah, it's, it's, it does. He's like in the dark, in the closet, just going, "Hey, technology sucks." Um, Chris Angel, uh, thanks a lot again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. So we uh, we're hanging out with you guys this past Friday night. Had a good time. Yeah, screw it. Just go with the FaceTime camera for now. Yep. And uh, I mean, awesome that we were there on the first night where they upped the capacity to seventy five percent. Uh, a lot of people in and out coming through. Again, all the uh, COVID restrictions are being uh, held up 
Um, you guys, like many other people in your town and in the area, uh, doing what they need to do to stay open, stay safe for everybody, including yourselves. Um, but first, before we get to all of that, and of course, we got to talk about the beer and the mead <laughs> and the cider. I want to talk about how you guys got started because you guys have this really cool story journey where you guys uh, kind of tie into actually next week's show a little bit or two weeks from now mm -hmm. show. Um, give us the big story about how you guys, you know, partnered up and got together and then uh, started by opening up this place in a beautiful town, very well-known town. And uh, oh, there it is. Uh, give us that backstory. Uh, Angel, you want to take this first? Like, I know we're not in the same room together like normal, so. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> basically, I was looking to open something up. Uh, I met Chris through a Long Island Beer Malt Enthusiast, and uh, he got wind that I was looking for something to do to open up. And then from there, we uh, actually had our first little powwow sit down to discuss everything. And that was actually held at Dubco. <laughs> so then from there, we... Uh, ventured off, looked for a location, uh, saw a couple places, but then we saw that Massapequa Park had a lot of foot traffic and it was close to a train station. The back communal parking also helps a lot. So we decided to go with there, even though it's a small location, uh, we figured we'd start small and try to grow bigger and see if we can actually try to grow out of it. Right. And I mean, just to kind of add to that, you know, like Angel said, we we picked Massapequa Park for obviously the foot traffic. You know, we had a couple of different options to think through, but ultimately what it came down to is, you know, yes, it's an extremely small location. We are like the epitome of startup breweries. Um, we're talking like 850 square feet, probably a couple more. Um, and to be able to at least have 10 taps, you know, we wanted to have a variety basically. Like the first time me and him ever really discussed everything like in depth is, you know, it's one thing to just like, you know, make specific styles of beer. Um, we wanted to cater to as many people as possible. Um, even though, you know, with that comes the challenge of, you know, small space fitting as many people and then you throw the pandemic in. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I mean, that's basically, you know, angel is definitely more the beer side of the equation. Um, obviously I drink a lot of beer, but, um, you know, as far as like homebrewing and stuff like that. Like I was always more on like the winemaking, mead making side of the equation. And then cider is kind of like the middle ground where me and him started to kind of have that gray area. So um, it, it was, it was an interesting development because we, like I said, just wanted to cater to everybody in some way. We didn't want to have any situation with customers where, you know, two people come in and one person immediately assumes that there's absolutely nothing on tap for them. Right. Um, so it was important to us because, you know, I've had that experience firsthand with like friends and family and whoever, um, you know, where they just think that there might not be something on tap for them. So and you go wait in the car, Sean. Yeah. Sean, go yeah. wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, go look for parking or something. Yeah. Permanent, right? um, so, that, yeah, I mean, that, and then, you know, we kind of looked into it originally. I'll, I'll give you the very express version because even when you go in with a very detailed plan, Let's be honest, you know, it's in New York, it's hard enough to open a business um, in general, right? You add alcohol to that equation, it's definitely as a whole oh. other layer of challenges. Um, but uh, we originally were not allowed to, um, we actually, we couldn't do beer, meat, and cider under the same roof. Oh. Uh, so we had basically two options because of age old laws with winery laws and brewery laws, for whatever reason, our attorneys had helped us out and explain stuff. And they basically said that you can do either beer and cider or mead and cider. Hmm. 
at that time. Um, so then long story short, we went beer insider. That's how we started out when we opened last year. Right. Yep. So, um, we ended up finding out about a new license that allowed us to produce mead under the same roof. And then immediately, uh, we, we pursued that. And, uh, so now we have all three under the same roof and we do seltzers as well. Um, you know, people are asking for those. They're obviously, especially as it gets warmer, we're going to start doing those a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, a little something for everybody, you know, just I want to touch on a few points that you had, uh, number one, the foot traffic in Massapequa park. So you're in a village uh, area train station within a block away, lots of bars and restaurants, uh, very walkable, very Mm -hmm. walkable, especially in the the warmer area, even if not, I mean, it, it was great coming over Friday and just seeing the town buzzing a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, people going in and out of bars and restaurants and a lot of foot traffic walking by kind of looking like, oh, oh, there's a brewery there. Nice. All right, let's stop in. And, you know, people had just stopped in from seeing the uh, storefront. What other towns or areas were you guys looking at prior to jumping into Massapequa Park? Uh, the one town that I saw that they actually, uh, the, the village actually wanted us to go into, but uh, I don't know if... I don't know why we decided on Massapequa Park. Obviously, we know why, but the uh, the one area that wanted us in was Westbury. Oh, wow. Uh, I've guessed. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they they actually approached me. They didn't um, they didn't approach uh, when they heard that I went to a real estate agent at one point looking at a location, looking to do a brewery. All of a sudden they contacted me and said, oh, you know, we want you guys here. We want you guys here. And it was uh it was a little bit bigger of a space, probably across the street from it's, it's actually literally across the street from the theater. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. It would have been a good spot, but I, I think what happened was the rent was a little discouraging. It, it was really, really up there. And uh, we probably would have went broke faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and honestly, think about that, you know, going into Let's say we did make it work, right? We did get the door open, then the pandemic happens. Yep. It's the whole other story when, you know, the theater is not having anything theater related. We would have been in a completely different level of trouble. Um, so yeah, in I, a way, I rem- yeah. I remember ahead. opening day. Pete and I were there for you guys opening uh, February 15th, I believe it was, mm-hmm. or maybe that was the soft opening weekend, whatever it was. No, it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. And we, uh, we stopped through and, you know, packed to the rafters. We got our couple tastes and we got out of there to let other people in. Again, town was buzzing. It was still cold, but people were there showing up. Um, and then a no month COVID later, in sight. What, yeah, no. no COVID in sight. <laughs> yeah. A there month were, later. There were little rumblings of the news. About yeah, it, yeah like, there was a little something there, but we were like, nah, yeah. it's like nothing like the bird flu, the swine flu. And then it, this thing dropped on you. Um, you know, as being what you guys did, obviously that 100% worked in your favor, but you know, even so many of the people we've talked to over this last year uh, had to do some sort of pivoting. What was the plan then? Because you don't have a lot of, you know, in-house space. So really you right. couldn't have anyone in. What did you guys do to kind of uh, move forward and continue to grow a little bit if you could uh, over yeah. that pandemic timing? So um, basically, you know, when, when everything shut down, I forget what day of the week it fell on because it was right before St. Paddy's Day, right? It was a Monday, the 16th. It was was a Monday, right. And we were closed because we've always been closed Monday, Tuesday. Right, brew days, right? We were at the shop. We were were catching up on things, brewing, kegging, whatever. We were getting ready for St. Paddy's Day because honestly, after that first month, we were running low on supply already. (laughs) Um, So we were like hustling those those couple weeks leading up to St. Paddy's to be 
prepared because oh you know, yeah how, and mass people park hilarious really great would it be yeah how hilarious would it be if we were open on st patty's day last year with like what fourth four out of our 10 taps you know with something and you know it, it was it was looking pretty scary and honestly it's a good problem to have right our um, buddy uh joe at wa me says grand opening grand closing <laughs> because you just yeah, yeah. <laughs> It yeah, just, pretty it's, much. it's a good problem to have, but it is a problem because then it just leaves people like, no, okay, they ran out of beer. That's going to happen again. You know, you don't want to have that as part of your reputation. So yeah, absolutely. And that was, and honestly, and just kind of, you know, pivot backwards. That was the trade-off with taking the location that we did, right? You know, mm. we're in a high foot traffic area. It's a small location. A lot of people that had come in when we were in the midst of renovating had come in and they were looking around. They were like, this is a little small, no? Like, you know, but a lot of people assume, you know, equipment that's a lot larger, you know, they, you know, people hear, oh, you're opening a brewery. They assume these at least, you know, five BBL, whatever. Um, obviously we have two BBL silos. You guys saw them, um, you know, a handful of them. We've kind of, we have a nice little system in the back where it kind of, you know, me, me and Andrew do our dance, you know, pass each other and just make it work. Um, but as far as pivoting for the whole pandemic thing, so we were open for about five, approximately like five weeks. Um, Hold on. I, I just got an image in my head. I just imagine you and Angel like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that final scene in the department store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Letting everybody your back to back. Guns and everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically everything gets shut down, right? And uh, we immediately like, okay, well, then two hours later, I think it was like that same day, they made the announcement that of who was considered essential, right? Right. And apparently every, every business that was state liquor authority licensed is essential. We feel weird. We told you guys before we went on the air, we feel weird even considering ourselves essential workers. Cause yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you tell that to some of our customers, they're like, no, trust me, you saved our marriage. <laughs> yeah. we open. You're essential. Like, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you got us through. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so, you know, now they say, oh, uh, essential, yeah, but like essential, you know, state liquor authority licensed businesses can stay open, but for to-goes only. And we were just trying to get our footing that first month, you know, just as new brewery owners and just to get into our rhythm, figure out the flow of things. And we didn't have a crowler machine. We didn't have any growlers. We had no way of doing to-goes. Yeah. So that was our big pivot. We had to kind of... <laughs> Basically, me and Angel looked at each other. We're like, okay, well, October? we're not going to open on. We're getting on October yeah. tomorrow. Gonna, yes. Yeah, we're not going to open on Wednesday. So let's just leave here now. Go to as many places as possible all over the island. Try to find as many growlers as possible. You know, we don't yeah. need branding. Just just anything to fit. Just any vessel. A sticker uh, mule sticker and some sharpie yeah. markers. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's say that I started off. My my first stop was uh, bitter esters. Yeah. <laughs> I wiped them out of I wiped them out of all their growlers and from there worked my way back towards Massapequa. Right. Yeah, and I went I went up to Northport because like I, I live in Huntington, so I popped up to like Carps in Northport. I was shocked at how many they had. I was like, thank you. <laughs> um and then yeah, we basically went to a bunch of places. What did we end up with, Angel? Like 18? It, it was like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like nothing. It was enough to get us through what a week a, a weekend. weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um but then, uh I would have to say thanks to actually uh Peter Tripp actually tipped me off and said yeah. that the guy in uh I think it was in the Roslyn area that had tons yes. of them. So we actually popped in there and grabbed them all from him. Right. Peter yeah. Tripp of Brewer. Um, yeah, we we there were 
I, I just drew a blank with his name, but yeah, I, I would thank him on the air right now. Cause like he, he was unloading a whole bunch of 64 ounce growlers. Um, hmm. And we, we were just like, listen, if you've got any left, I'll, I'll take a bunch of them. And I drove out to meet him and it was no problem. Um, so that got us through for a time. Then we were able to find another source online, which <clears throat> maybe no breweries caught on to this particular company, but I mean, it, it was great. We, we were just like chipping away at their stock and on their pages for growlers, like 32s and 64s, they, mm-hmm. uh, they even have like a, like a tally of how many they had left in stock, like how many cases. So over the course of the next month or two, we were just buying them out. And I was keeping an eye on the tally like every day, like, oh, okay, nobody's really catching on. Okay, let's let's order another 15 cases, 20 cases, whatever. So we ended up clearing them out of their stock. At that point, you know, we were basically preparing to get our our uh the October canner, can seamer, um yeah. and the 32 ounce crawlers. So we told all of our customers, listen, you know, once we run out of this glass, there's a shortage. Like we're not gonna get our hands on any for at least a couple months, um, from what we could see. And we ended up getting the, the 32 ounce crawlers and that was just the big pivot. And then we just went specifically for crawlers. And, uh, honestly, you know, it wasn't a purchase we were ready to make because we're, you know, again, we had just opened the door like any other new business, you know, the expenses are still there being paid off. Um, but that, that machine, we treat it like a newborn, like people, <laughs> people laugh because they see how much I'm wiping that thing down every day. I'm going in there with like, oh, it's like ridiculous, but I treat it like our baby because it saved us. It yeah. really did. Yeah. It's one of those things that a lot of people ran out and, uh, obviously they needed that same exact thing. Was there a mm-hmm. shortage of that supply? You know, and, and of course, like you said, you had a couple of people come in and help rescue the day. Um, what was really the, the, was it a panic or was it like smooth going through that selection process? Selection for, what do you mean? No, um, it was, for it was supplies and cans and stuff like that. Oh no, it was that. Yeah, it was smooth. I honestly was surprised. And I told Angel this, I'm like, I'm surprised that we were getting the canning machine as soon as we were getting it because there was no delay. You know, it took a few weeks for processing and shipping and whatever, but I mean, they're actually awesome. Like uh, October is really awesome. And they're one of those companies that actually boomed during all this because every brewery, you know, they had to pivot just like us pretty much. And if they didn't have any canning means or anything like that, they had to do the same thing we did. Right. So, um, and I forget his name, but the owner of October, he's actually really hands-on and he's the one who does like, he handles their customer service. Like he picks up when you call. That's yeah, it was awesome. And, um, and so I, I got into like talking to him about just the situation. He's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. You know, we feel for you guys. Like it's terrible. And I'm like, listen, you guys must be killing it because of this. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine how many orders you're getting. He's like, oh, we're yeah. having a good couple months. Panicking. And, I was like, everybody's was going, like, I need yeah. that. If I don't have a can seamer, I need it tomorrow. Yeah. I thought we were going to, I was like, oh, great. We're going to order one. And they're going to be like, yeah we still got to get more produced and you're going to be waiting six months. That's what I was like wondering about yeah. because I figured everybody was jumping on them. And, and, but and we were aluminum lucky. too. I mean, the cans, the crowlers, yeah. that, that ended up going through a shortage sometime in May and June. The there still was is. There. Isn't there, there still is. Yeah. yeah. For, for smaller than 32s. Really? 32s are easy to get these days or? Uh... They're easier. Um, okay. Anything below that, I've heard there's issues hmm. still. Yes, what about like an odd yeah. size? Is there does does that help at all? Getting a size maybe everyone you know something other than sixteen ounce. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, we just ended up going that route just to start. You know, eventually we would have loved to have started doing some maybe smaller ones. And also when we when we officially got the mead license, maybe we would do some smaller can stuff. And we were we were flirting with the idea of maybe a second one in due time. But I mean, for right now, until things go back to like actual normal, yeah. um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever that, that is, whatever that might look like, too, right? <laughs> um, you know, so but it's it's the 32s are doing great you know um yeah it's i just got two half skids shipped to my house today and ah. <laughs> because it's, if i if i try to unload them i don't know if you guys know how they're like kind of set up on those skids but steve knows um yeah. i remember seeing a mountain of them steve when when you were like unloading them um so it's like you kind of cut those you cut the ceramic wrap off the side and then you cut those little plastic things that are holding it all together and then all of a sudden they'll just like kind of explode out so I have a system because it does not work well. We have a very small back area by our shop, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a wind tunnel too. So if like some, if one gust comes through, the cans are in the parking lot. Oh no! Just chasing around. Yeah. So that's why I have them shipped here now. And um, you know, shout out to Lindenmeyer Monroe. They're they're great. They're our can distributor right now, and a lot of breweries on Long Island use them. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, like now I have a system. I put like totes. I surround the whole pallet with totes. So God forbid anything flies off, they fall into the totes. It's beautiful. That's smart. So, there you, you go. Know, Look at your ingenuity. Every, oh my God. It's like the first time we were unloading the cans, I was like, this is a disaster. They're going to like, <laughs> it was, it was a nightmare. I was like, I got to figure something out. <laughs> it was, uh, it's bunch funny of, because there's, yeah. uh, there's uh, a, a recycling section by IGA in the back right there. So you got people, yeah. people recycling cans and Chris running after cans in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> It's like here. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. See, no, we're not that. On top. <laughs> You're gonna keep me alive. Wait. <laughs> a bunch of people are checking in on Instagram. Deviant Minds, uh, Merch's Field, uh, All's Work, All's Well Works. Uh, happy Hoppy Hogan. I was gonna say Happy Hogan because that's the character I know, but Hoppy Hogan's checking Barbies. in. Yeah, and he's saying Chris repping the uh, GNWF twenty years later. Still on. Oh that. God. Oh God. He's <laughs> going back. To, he's going back to the backyard wrestling days. Yeah. There you go. My time is long this past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that dog says, what's up? We got just T checking in Long Beach. Long Beach Broom Company saying, what's up? Point Black Pods checking in. Hop, Hoptic Calmness. I don't know. That's a weird one. Uh, Hop Culture Farms and Bruco. Lithology saying, what's up, boys? Uh, Brewers Crackers. Yeah. Sham. Uh, I feel like Graz right now just saying everything. Graz. Will Roberts is saying hi. Uh, and Vano Castellanos. Uh, or Van Ocostellanos, whatever, whatever that is. Everyone's checking on Instagram saying hello. Listen, we had a, a small issue um, with the Facebook feed. It went up as somebody else's show for some reason. Yep. And uh, I fixed that. He I wants think. to get back on so badly. So bad he put it through oh, his God. show. Was it him? Was <laughs> it, came it Grez? At, yeah, it came through it his came little talk. And that I don't know why. Fire. Uh, maybe it's because I had his key still logged in, but I thought I switched that out. Whatever. We made the change. Go over to Facebook. Go to Gov's Radio uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, check it out and uh, share it with your friends. Tell everybody. We're also here live on Instagram. We're live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and, of course, the best place to go find is go to govsradio.com. Problem is you'll have to go over to Limo Talk to watch it, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll fix that up and uh, make it uh, nice and uh, easy later. Solar, uh Soul Rosario 52 says Angel and Chris are so friendly. Aw. I wonder who that is. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard with the uh, with the names on Instagram to know exactly who's who. But that's well, we, so nice. We, so uh, uh, a little uh, little news. Uh, yeah. Mr. P- Mr. Peter Tripp is no longer with mm. uh, Brew Brew SA. That's he right. I didn't with, hear that. He's with South Shore now. Nice. Uh, ah. Yep. Well, he spent and, enough time uh, there during their opening few months. I'm sure he was just like, I'm going <laughs> to slip right on in. Just going to stay now. I'm not going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he was at the bar at one point. And now he's brewing the beer behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's uh, that's where Gene... I saw Pete. I saw him uh, last year right around this time over there. When I went in, I was hanging out with Metalhead Dad and uh, Pete Tripp. And we were hanging, talking about uh, good beer, you know, lagers and pilsners and deliciousness and it just felt like he was gonna kind of roll his way right on in there because he had a lot to say and a lot of information so it was cool and, and it's interesting because the last time i was there also which was maybe not even a month ago he was there yeah and we sat and we did the same thing we talked about beer we talked about everything and i'm like oh you dirty bastard there was a reason why you were there you weren't saying <laughs> oh delicious beer spunky uh 9 30 sam what's up and I'm going to screw this up. Try Balaton. Try Balaton. Incredible beers. Uh, Spunky930 tried to send a request. Probably a mistake, but we can't have your request on Instagram Live. We're not doing an Instagram Live. We're doing the show right here, and it's going out to everywhere else. So sorry, Spunky. Can't be on the show tonight. But we do have Ryan who popped in here. Is this uh, someone we know? Ryan? Hey, guys. Who is that? Yeah, I'm Angel's brother-in-law. Hey. <laughs> Is it roast time, Ryan? It sounds it sounds like you're here to give a nice little roast. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll refrain from that. Okay. Just uh, interested in the in the podcast. Interested in the show. It's cool. Yeah, you can hang out, man. We're we're here, and uh, you're not taking up too much of the uh, the floor space on the stream. So hang out for a little bit. Why not? And and Ryan was there our grand opening weekend to help us out. So uh, you know, a year he deserves later, a spot. Again. Thank you again, Ryan. Yes, yeah. you deserve to be here. So. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. It's great. So I want to go over to the other point, Chris. We were making before I mentioned the foot traffic in Massapequa. Um, and as a brewery, you always have this checklist of things that you need for your brewery to have. I would assume that Massapequa Park has that. You need your water. You need your sewer. How grateful or how gracious was the Massapequa Park Chamber of Commerce and the government and the village and the town and all that stuff with you guys moving on in there? So it's interesting. It's an interesting question because basically when we were, we were anticipated to open in fall of 2018 rather than, I'm sorry, no, fall of 2019. Um, because but there were massive delays uh out of our control as they usually are right yeah um but a lot of folks assumed that it had to do with the village and i always actually sing the praises of our village because we got off on the right foot with them way before any of that um ensued basically we we met with the mayor at the time and and his whole team um before we even signed the lease we wanted to get on the same page make sure that we were even wanted there even though we knew it was a craft beer town you know all the restaurants they have craft beer like you know the good life the dark horse tap room um so the signs all pointed to good things right but you know we still want to get their blessing and just you know kind of address any concerns if they had any about a new brewery coming into the village. Did you have like you a, know, a joint sit down with like the godfathers yeah, of yeah, Mo- yeah, uh, Magori's? It was no, it was, it, <laughs> yeah. no, it was actually, it, it was actually at the town hall over there. Um, 
and uh, oh, cool. right. we just yeah we, it was just a, a nice informal sit down and, and we asked them like you know we introduced ourselves told them what we're trying to do at which location and um you know basically asked them point blank like listen if like this is what we want to do do you have any concerns about a brewery coming into the village at all like mm. if so what are they let's iron them out now let's see what they are just because we are not in a position you know it's just me and angel doing this and we're taking a huge leap um we're not in a position to get any you know pushback or delays or you know shut down by the village or anything like that we wanted to be on the same side no one needs a horse head ending up in their bed yeah (laughs) especially from the dark horse (laughs) a dark horse i think they i think they appreciated that though because it you know, maybe it's not every day that I don't know. Maybe it's not every day that new business owners do that. But I mean, we just want to be just as smooth as smooth sailing could look like, because we knew we were going to be so preoccupied with everything, right? So they mentioned like one or two issues, which really weren't even issues at all. Um, and so they were they were with us a hundred percent, like all the way through the process. They actually were checking in with us pre- periodically. Um, you got beer for like, me to drink yet? <laughs> no, it's been, yeah, they're like, it's been like months. Like, what's going on? And, and honestly, it was a delay with the liquor license. Yeah, um, months long, like six months long delay. And, SL, um, SLA or uh, it was SLA. Yeah, SLA. yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, we we what was uh, yeah all the what do you call those like Fire Island and all those temporary bars that open mm-hmm. up? They basically dropped their licenses in. And they get first priority because yeah. they're only tempered uh, like two months of operation. Seasonal right. kind so, of things, yeah. Yeah, seasonal. So we, we got pushed to the back burner. Mm, that's tough. So, you know, we were commiserating with with guys like Paul at Ghost because yes. he actually had his application in like maybe a couple months before us, I think, like maybe a month or two. And so we were kind of basing it on when he got his. We were like, okay, we're this far away. You know what I mean? Um, and sure enough, you know, every month we kept feeling like, okay, it's got to be any day now. And then it would be another month. Yeah. But um, but no, I mean, that was the, that was a huge delay. The village is great to us. They, they wanted us open. Um, a lot of folks, like customers, because, you know, everybody's none the wiser. They, they assumed that it might have been issues with the town. We have told them time and time again that it was not the town, the village. Yeah um yeah you know it, we were honestly they were the least of our concerns they were trying yeah. to help us get off the ground i um, think the town actually gave us the okay to open six months possibly four or six months before we even got sla right right They're like just open yeah. you got it it's fine we'll take right. it. no because we had finished our build out we had finished our build out had the final the final inspection and they were like okay open when you can and you know we're like okay i just need one piece of sure paper. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want piece of paper. It's not grand opening, cool. grand closing. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, uh, a bunch but, of people checking in because you're getting a lot of praise here from Instagram people watching tonight. Curly girl 1105 saying the best drinks and the nicest guys. Uh, Leggies upside down saying what's up. Uh, Robbie over at uh, West Babylon Superstar saying hi. Halter bars in here. Leggies upside down showing a lot of fire. Robbie saying what's up. Panda in the house from Hoppy Hogan. And uh, Dan from uh, Long Beach is checking in again, saying what's up. He jumps from Instagram to Instagram account, saying what's up. (laughs) (laughs) He's great with that. He's like, I'm going to add to it their analytics by just checking in on like 15 different accounts that I own. (laughs) But uh, you guys, you know, you you made uh, a lot of progress over that time. And it was just a matter of uh, opening. When did you get that license in hand? And then how long did it take before you opened the doors? Two weeks before... uh, Valentine's Day, we had the license. 
And okay. uh, we, like two weeks prior, the insurance company told us that we can test the system. <laughs> so I like it. You, know, you got to make sure you gotta, works. there can't be any leaks there, right? I mean, yeah. exactly, exactly. and what better way to test the process end to end? Mm-hmm. What what that better way to start the process and test it with loggers since they take forever to make? Mm-hmm. So good point. You know, so we we made sure we put the longest stuff in first uh, to test the systems, yeah. and then uh, once we got the paper, we cranked out the uh, the fastest stuff that we could crank out as fast as we can, and then up to the day that we opened, we were still carbonating kegs in the back. Jeez, just to just to start moving things forward. A we were in the beers the night before opening. And honestly, that took longer than making some of the beers. If, I'm, if it felt yeah. like. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you were on the outside looking in here on this. I know you were a, a big part of this. Ryan, uh, what did you see happening around you as these guys were scrambling between getting their license and then opening the doors two weeks later? What did you notice? Yeah, so, uh, you know, how they handled everything. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of the BPT, you know, the all the all the paperwork and all but you know watching them build what was an open floor plan into the brewery now it's just amazing they, they really pretty much did everything themselves i mean they built the bar they built the cooler themselves and uh the way that they really organized everything it's just it really really came together so quickly i was very surprised you know angel kept sending me and chris and they were sending me uh pictures and you know some videos and I was shocked to see how quickly they got, you know, the whole floor plan going. And yeah, it was I, just really nice to, to see at the end, you know, to finally come in. And I helped out on the, like Chris said earlier, I helped out on opening night. And it was, it was really cool to be part of that. And on the uh, floor plan model here, uh, you had the equipment, uh, you know, basically accounted for, right. And to be able to then go and execute that, to get your equipment in, to get it plumbed out, electrical out and all that stuff. Did you have to vary from your original plan? And then into that, you know, what does it look like today? Give us the rundown on the equipment that you guys got going on. As far on as layout is concerned, it did Yeah, because not you change. also are, are brewing beer, yeah, mead, and cider. I don't think it's exactly the same equipment for all three styles. I mean, Correct. I'm sure you have some layover here and there. But Correct. how did you kind of there's, there's dedicated tanks for the, for the right. non-beer commodities for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, um, you, you guys had gotten some of your equipment from Smallcraft when they upgraded, right. which kind of seems to happen a lot on the island mm-hmm. somebody wants to get bigger stuff and new guys are like i'll take your old stuff because yeah. it worked really well and i will use it now well it's funny you say that because i was going through pictures like a couple of days ago and i just happened to scroll back to when we were we had just signed the lease and that was the first thing that we got it was the tanks mm. and you know we weren't even we weren't given the building permit yet to even start tearing the place apart so you have these pictures of the back room that is just, just tanks it's a nightmare but then you got these five shiny tanks in just a room that needs tearing apart um and i'm just like wow a room like a, jerky stuck on the walls oh my god like putting a corvette <laughs> yeah, in an old dusty there. garage it used to be a subway so when ah. we started ripping apart the back room yeah it was a lot of beef jerky on the walls. And <laughs> oh, no. Why? It started beef, it, and it didn't start its beef jerky either. When it <laughs> uh, first got there, it was something else. And now steak it's and cheese. Foot-long steak and cheese. And, oh, God. that's the, And if, if wild we're being honest, in the, in the, uh, it was, in the trap. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst location 
you know, it, it needed a lot of TLC, but yeah. it wasn't the worst that it could have been. It had some pretty rough spots, though. Especially on, on the upside, everything smelled like delicious baked bread. Yeah, the yeah. Grease. <laughs> <laughs> it really lends itself to the brewery ambiance of oh. uh, a nice loaf of wheat. It depends what kind of ambiance you're going for. If you're going for a nice mesquite vomit, um, oh, God. <laughs> that's that's Yum. ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but bleach and, sorry, uh, sorry. and masks. Sorry to say this, but I know your mom is probably listening, but there was also a trap door that led to the other side of the world that oh. Chris happened to go through and venture. Oh, yeah. no. My parents don't know this story, but basically um, we had to rip up the entire floor in the back, uh, you know, so because we were going to put in a floor drain. So that was really a big part of the plumbing uh, piece oh. of the equation. So we had to rip up. It was, what was it? It was like laminate tile. <laughs> And then when we got through that, it was more laminate tile. And then when we got through that, it was like wood. And then Rough. underneath the wood was, we were like, what the hell is this? Something kind of like loose. We were like, is that fresh carpet? Carpet underneath. Oh, man. Yeah. And the carpet looked fresh. I mean, it was unbelievable. I don't know oh, what the hell. That. I don't it know was what well preserved. Yeah. I don't, they just kept building over it and over it and over it. It was like the rings of a tree only in. <laughs> It wasn't all wood. Um, and then we finally got through to the to the subfloor, which was, you know, parts of it needed some serious addressing because some mm. of it had a little bit, of, you know, some of the panels were rotted out. Um, and so, um, uh, yeah, Angel's behind me. He's working behind me. He's facing the other wall. And I'm over here. I'm like trying to just chisel up a couple of tiles more. And all of a sudden, I just, I went in on one like real hard and all of a sudden, boom. And I'm like, ah. I didn't even realize what had happened until he, he just turned. I just turned to him and he turns to me. He's just like, what the hell happened? And I'm like, oh, half my legs in the floor <laughs> to the basement. So, you know, luckily I was wearing jeans. It probably could have been a lot worse. But um, yeah, so the whole joke is that like when we look at these pictures, there's, oh, yeah, you see that? You see that little that little black spot on the floor? Yeah, that's Chris's like, you know, passageway to Narnia. Um, <laughs> so. Nothing says uh, happy demo day like a tetanus shot at the local hospital. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, I'm glad I was wearing thick jeans because, yeah, yeah it could have been, been worse. That's so. that's. <laughs> I mean, did the place doesn't have a basement, right? Any other places have? It oh, it does. It it just, just under the back. Under the okay. back half of the, yeah. All right. Under the front, it's all concrete. Now, yeah. is it is it finished or is it just a crawl space storage area? No. What are you utilizing for? It, it's nothing. not a crawl space, but it's, no. you know, it's a storage. It's a storage okay. space. Yeah. Um, you guys had like this, uh, you know, idea, like I said, of the floor plan before. So just give us a rundown of what equipment's back there. Uh, I know it's, you know, behind your little archway, uh, people mm -hmm. can kind of peek a little bit and see some right. of it, but just give people a layout of, of what you're working with right now. Go for it, Angel. Cause there's a lot more back there now than what was on the floor plan. I'll tell you oh. that much. <laughs> so started out with two, five, uh, five, two BBL tanks. Hmm which eventually graduated to getting another four one BBL tanks. But right now we're brewing all electric and it's on a one BBL system. So basically every single brew day is a double bat, like double brewing just to fill up one tank. Yeah. And now you, so in regards to its variation from the cider or the mead, what other equipment is there besides just for the beer? Um, a grain mill, then we have our walking cooler and that is about it pretty. And then just a, a lot of racks just to keep hoses and storage and stuff up. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. gotta have a park. Cart. Other, 
tanks and the and the cooler. That's a that's all that's really back there. Yeah. And you, you're just utilizing the space as best you can, optimizing the amount of space in the tap room. And like I said, at the start of the show, you guys, when we were there on Friday, just got the word that you can up to uh, 75%. Was that a really big change for you guys compared huge. to the 50%? Huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, we would have settled for, I mean, we wouldn't settle for anything at this point, but <laughs> we, we would have been happy with even two additional seats because, yeah. you know, again, we were only allowed 10. Um, okay. But the extra five, think about it. That, that's another 33% of our tasting room business is back, you know? Yeah. Um, so it made a world of difference. And uh, we're very happy to, you know, when we have 10 people in the room, we're very happy that when the door opens, we're not cringing, you know, at yeah. the 11th coming in. Um, <laughs> now we cringe at the 16th coming in, right? <laughs> but, uh, I, I saw you, because uh, when we were there, you know, you're like, sorry, guys, we're kind of at max. Yeah. And, and you even well, told I us. So like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, and I, that's I fine. I, we all, I think most people would get it. Uh, especially yeah. now, but uh, you know, it's, it's tough. And, and so in a normal uh, environment, what would be the max? Is, is it 20 or could you do more? What, what's it rated for? It, it is 20, mm -hmm. but the, the difference maker, go ahead, Andrew, you could explain this. Cause it's, it's pretty remarkable. And a lot of people don't realize what factors in people assume mm. it's square footage only. It's not. There's a whole it, bunch it, of <laughs> based on like square footage and bathroom. So right. if you have one bathroom per square footage, that's where you get your 20, your 20 people. Basically it would really be 15, but the town granted us 20 because uh subway was granted 20 and they gave us subways occupancy. Ah, so you grandfathered right. into the subway. And I've never been right. in a subway yeah, that has exactly. 20 people in it. So you got very lucky. <laughs> very. <laughs> never have I ever is one of those things seen 20 people in a subway at one time. So Unless the, it's so an then we, 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 if we were to put a half bathroom in, since the one bathroom is already uh, a handicap accessible bathroom, if we were to throw in another half bathroom right there next to it, we would have to file, uh, obviously, the variance for the building. Mm. Then we would have get another variance for parking because the way the town sees it is that we're going to occupy another 25 or so parking spots that is commute like a community right. but just putting that other half for the bathroom would actually bump the occupancy up to 50. Hmm. it's oh, remarkable wow. like people don't realize that and, and it's yeah that something is not simple but like not, when i ask people that all the time like wow you can't put any more in here like guess why <laughs> oh it's got to be the space i'm like no it's behind me like, bet what? you never guess like no the bathroom ah. yeah it's true it's a big, now, big part of it i know you guys were talking about you know potential to expand in the future is there something uh on either side of you that would allow you to do that a, a storefront that looks like it's not going to go too much further we uh, kind of hoping not not to no. their friends and family, but like that some of these businesses might go out and you're like, oh, I can occupy the next door and, and break through the wall. Is there something well, like that that's a possibility? So, okay, on both sides of us, it's, it's interesting. It's like the complete opposite because <laughs> on one side, which does share a wall with us is Island Poke. It's like a, a ramen rice bowl place, right? They're a new business. They opened, I think, a, maybe a little less than a year before we opened. So okay. they're there. They seem to be doing well. Um, I think burgeritos used to be there. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of us, people assume because it looks like from the strip that it's actually connected to us. It's Tim's florist. Now Tim's florist has been there for many, many decades. I think they just celebrated like 50 years there. Wow. 50. Yeah. Like last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, and they, believe it or not, they actually have a separate building. If we would have, if we would have pound through that wall, 
we would actually go through brick and there would be like a like a four inch gap to another brick wall hmm. so but no i mean listen we're we're friends with both sides so and, and tim's florist has been so good to us they're like you know second and third moms and dads they're like they really look after us they knew how much we went through to get open and then you know they only just recently they came in recently and and broke it to us like listen we didn't want to say anything like this time last year but we were worried about you guys like when everything shut down we were like oh my god they're in deep trouble and you guys pulled through and i'm like it's not you know no shortage of work i'll tell you that much I mean, <laughs> it wasn't through lack of trying that's for sure yeah hell hell yeah so that's, i know you I were talking about god angel i think the only other way to, that possibly would be expansion is taking the whole brew system and everything out of the back and just mm-hmm. putting that half bathroom and turn the whole backside into seating and probably get like a warehouse somewhere off-site brew there supply supply the park and then eventually think about distribution to start sending stuff out gotcha right. Do you guys have the farm brewer's license that allows you to have those uh, satellite locations? We don't yet. Of course Um, not. You would have to apply for another We have every other license. (laughs) We have the whole Uno deck, but we do not (laughs) have the the go go fish for four, whatever it is. I don't know if you guys saw, I don't know if you guys saw that wall with all of like, you know, the licenses and paperwork. It's like we were running out of frigging room. Like we have so much paper (laughs) on that wall. It's a joke. It's Um, like your diplomas. (laughs) Just I'm running. I have a master's and a doctor. We sure as hell earn them. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But the farm brewery license, like me and Angel have been discussing that too, just because in the event that we would want to do those satellite locations, you know, we have to look into it as far as we're a microbrewer primarily right now um, with, you know, the mead uh, license privileges and and the cider. Um, But yeah, I mean, like Angel said, you know, that would probably make the most sense is, you know, take at least the majority of the production to another location. Um. And, yeah, you, you know, follow the, the model of uh, St. James, who, who brews in uh, a different mm-hmm. town and then supply your, you know, um, your storefront with yeah. just the tap room and extra space and a bathroom, two bathrooms. At blind that bat as well. Oh, yeah, blind bat as well. Yeah, brews off I mean, it makes the most sense, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, especially well, you when do you what have... San City did and just open another <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Find a CVS. When I'm ready to convert a CVS, I'll let you know, Steve. There you go, buddy. You're in. <laughs> we got we got uh, double the amount of space and triple the amount of brew space. I, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, if, if that works out and, and you're getting to that point, uh, that's a big decision to be made. Has there been any talks of that right now? I know it's tough, but any like just, you know, wild discussions about stuff that could happen in the next um, you know, a few years or even months at this point? I think I think the signs are imminent because uh, right now we're in a position that we're starting to run really low again. And that's only with the additional five people that happen to come in. The town is starting to pick up. The weather is getting nicer. Uh, I, I already see all the brewing and everything that's going on. It's, it's going to be another challenge come by Easter. Yeah. And did you guys, were you guys allowed to do any outside seating over the summer last year? No, we, uh, it's, it's not worth the seating because of the headache, because uh, if we were to put outside seating and we have two tables out there, we don't predominantly have food because we, because of the manufacturer's license. Mm-hmm. All we got to offer is a bag of chips. Yeah. You put two tables outside and then somebody knows somebody walking down the street and all of a sudden congregating starts by the tables. Now you're looking at a violation if the SLA walks by. Mm, that's true. Yeah, and and honestly, even with the ten people inside, 
surprisingly enough, it can be it can be enough of a job just to police and make sure people are doing the right thing inside. So to have to worry about the outside too, on a small sidewalk with the risk, you know, I mean, you guys probably know, you could tell from how buzzy the, the, the village was. Yeah. It's a heavily monitored area, very heavily. Yes. Um, so, you know, all we've been trying to do is the right thing um, and keep, you know, just keep on keeping on until this whole thing goes <laughs> up. Did you guys uh, have SLA stop in often? Or I know, like, I had spoken to the owners at Good Life, you know, uh, Pete and uh, Paul, and they said, yeah, SLA was very prominent on up and down the strip. Restaurants definitely got it uh, a whole lot worse than us. But we're in a different position because, number one, we have that giant window up front, right? So if anything looks fishy or sketchy with the capacity, breaking rules, whatever, they're going to see it. They're going to come in. You know, we have had visits, but I think like Angel said, it's only like a total of four times we've been visited over the course of that last handful of months. But the restaurants, we know that it's no exaggeration that it's been like over 30 visits. I yeah. mean, wow. yeah, well, because they, you know, it, it's a door to door thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it, yeah, they can come to the strip and hit nine, nine, 10, 15 places on that yeah. strip. And that makes their day, yeah. you know, a whole lot of fun. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah. The ball they hit their quota in one town. I mean, <laughs> but then again, I don't know. I don't also know if if that happened because the town was in in uh the red. It wasn't red. Yellow. It was orange, yellow. It was zone. only yellow. We didn't go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that was a whole other attention, and you know they wanted to see why, and they started hitting up all the bars and restaurants in the area, which there was one place that I, I won't mention names. They actually got shut down twice mm. because they were all they were over occupancy. Uh, one time they had like 32 people in the front drinking outside, 42 people inside with the band playing. And they once they got shut down and then they repeatedly got shut down. I'm pretty sure that that sparked a red flag on the yeah. town and everybody paid the consequence for that. Yeah, that's true. One one will ruin everything. And especially it's, if, you know, and that's why all we can do, is the we can only control what we can control. And that's right. in our spot. We don't want to be, first of all, like, and I'll, I'll say this for both Angel and myself, we're the last people that want to tell anybody to do anything. I told you guys that too, when you came yeah. in, like, I don't want to tell anybody, you got to sit here. You guys got to split up. Your party's too big. I, we don't want to tell anybody what to do. You know, you're yeah. coming in, we're supposed to host you. We're not supposed to, you know, babysit you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, you know, unfortunately it's gotten to the point now where we have to be so firm with it that, you know, we're such nice guys, but we feel like, assholes yeah, <laughs> you know i know a lot of time for just even having to explain it and most people understand the situation um but yeah i mean all, all we can do is what we can do and we sure as hell don't want to be the reason anybody gets sick or worse god forbid you know um yeah. you don't want to be have that and, on and, your... we, and and it works both ways too right because you know this is a conversation that's been coming up a little bit more and more with customers that have become really good regulars of ours and friends and um you know, people forget, like a lot of people assume, like we have to put the trust in the establishment to do the right thing and play by the rules, but we have to trust our customers too to, you know, stay home. If they're feeling a little cough coming on, God forbid what it is, maybe it is just a cold, but we, you know, it works both ways. We all yeah. got to kind of do our part. We can only control what we can control. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Happy Hogan, back when you were discussing going through the floor, uh, was throwing a bunch of these throw up emojis. <laughs> guess that was not fun 
Uh, Hopped Up Network checking in. Eric uh, Schleyer is saying, what's up? It's me, Mr. T. And then uh, Hoppy Hogan says, I'll be back down there, guys, very soon. So they're anxious to get back over there and saying what's up. And take it from us, Pete and Steve, myself. Uh, we went down there, had a great time. Like I said, everything's being kept safe. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. And uh, everything was great. And I want to get into uh, some of the beers because uh, we had a, a smorgasbord of uh, different flavors and tastes. Tonight, we are drinking the lager. We're going to talk about that. Right now. And then uh, we are going, yeah, right now. And then we're going to drink some of your scotch ale, which I really enjoyed when I was down there. But I also want to discuss what else is up on the board. So if people were to come down there this weekend, what do you guys have planned for the uh, this weekend? It just passed. <laughs> coming down this week, um, what do you guys have up on the board? What's left? What's going out? What's coming back in? You know, what, what's the styles and stuff? Let's say just well, outside of the mead and, and uh, cider. All I know right? is... I was very excited after you guys left. I got to go in the back um, with Angel, and I looked over, and I saw something written on one of the tanks, and <laughs> one of my favorite styles, mm -hmm. and, and Angel was like, oh, yeah, I just brewed it, and it's a Hefeweizen. Oh. So I, spring is I'm almost in time for spring. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that, man. Love a good Hefeweizen. That's one of our favorites, too. And honestly, it's a crowd pleaser. Like last year, I mean, you know, when was the last time we did that one, Angel? Like, it, it finished, like, in the late summer? Or late Ooh. So, we brewed one. So, when the pandemic was in full throttle, we actually had four batches of beer that we had to repropagate yeast and yeast and yeast because all the yeast laboratories were closed. Now, mm, that's true, yeah. some, which I'm pretty sure Steve would uh, uh, say that this is you never kind of want to use the same yeast more than three times we had to push it and try to use it the third time and we suffered the consequences because we actually had to throw out 40 something kegs yes. uh, the yeast took the beers south yeah so we weren't going to put uh you know we're not going to put something out that we don't feel is up to a standard so we we, we dumped yeah, it and that's probably the most heartbreaking day ever well, good for you for having the balls to do that because some people won't. Some people will say that's you know money lost, and yep. in the mm -hmm. end, it will hurt them. But they don't see that as a large scale plan. They see it as okay, I need to recoup this money ASAP, right. and that's that's kind of the the wrong turn there. You, you got to take the hit to realize the mistake to then turn around and, and make it right. Well, me yeah. and Angel actually we took turns in the back, uh, you know, dumping each keg, and the you know when he started. I, I would glance yes. back. <laughs> the tears were going into the. <laughs> oh, dear God. I kept I trying. Like, well, I got the next I five. Kept, <laughs> I kept trying every keg, hoping that at least one of them would be good. I, yeah. I just kept going, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. And then he, he comes to me. He's like, Chris, can you check this? Maybe I'm nuts. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well, funny story. Uh, I feel your pain. We had to dump out two full kegs of the beer we created. And uh, wow, that stirred up a lot of. I know, but we had to dump out two full kegs of a beer we brewed up in Boston. And uh, man, did that spark some interest into our page over the last two weeks? We've had a lot of uh, talk from that experience and people coming to our support saying that they were also victims of this really uh, shady dealing and stuff was going on with the brewery that we brewed with. And, uh, you know, I feel better about it. I don't feel $400 better, but I can't imagine 
how you guys felt with the amount of you know loss that you guys had uh, and the money lost there, especially in COVID times. I mean, you're sitting there going, oh, yeah. no. And you know, you got to really turn and burn. What did you guys do? How did you guys kind of overcome that part? Well, luckily, we, by we, that time, <laughs> the labs were starting to reopen okay. in a limited capacity. Right, Angel? Right. Like, it just started right. Like, so, but the catch was they were all functioning on limited capacity too, the labs. Right. So even though you could put in orders, they only had specific strains available, I believe. And there were shipping delays, but obviously we, we didn't care. We just now, put in the order and you, just hope for the best. You guys, you guys were using liquid, liquid yeast. Yeah. 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 We, we mix, but yeah, it's, it's mainly liquid for the beers, especially. Yeah, it's um, kind of up in the time, right? I mean, it really saves you some time right. on, on the brew. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but so we were lucky at least because by the time, you know, we wiped away the tears from dumping all those kegs. <laughs> oh, the labs are opening again. Yay. And <laughs> you know, finally the first signs of like, Oh crap, people are getting back to work. You know, maybe the pandemic is starting to show signs of a little bit of light, you know, coming. Mm -hmm. Um, so we ended up getting back on the horse, so to speak, and, uh, you know, picking up from there, but there was one time and this was, this was before, the whole 40 keg uh, monstrosity situation. Um, we actually ran out only once. And even, it was actually sh in May, May of last year, when we were doing only to goes. Hmm. You know, when people come in, it's like you're switching from people coming in for a pint at a time or a flight or a couple pints, whatever, to a gallon at a time, <laughs> two gallons. You know, like we had four a crawlers to go. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but when we were first doing, we didn't have the crawler machine at that point. Oh, okay. Um, so you doing when we were growlers. Growlers. Yeah. But like we would have a couple of people that would come regularly, same time every week, getting at least six. Wow. And that's just one customer. So then th there was this one time that uh, the week that we actually did run out of beer, we were busy and we're like, what the hell is going on? Like that it, we're so busy today. And like all of a sudden, uh, one guy said that there was uh, a two day virtual bar crawl yeah, that was yeah. going so the next guy comes and goes do you know you guys got a line down the block and i was like what? and i was like all right time to fill faster and move faster let's get mm. these people out and yeah. in those two days we plowed through almost all of our inventory and we actually wow. uh waved the white flag and said uh we got to take a break and re rebrew and refill and get everything back up yeah. because uh they, they beat us up yeah, I guess that's yeah. a good problem to have during that time, especially as good as possible, you know, yeah. Yeah. Without, without having a tasting room open for. Yeah, that's that's the best we could have done. So uh, Al loves beer on Instagram saying, what's up? What's up, Al? And then uh, L.I.B.M.E. checking in the the digs coming in saying hi. And we're going to have them as well as uh, home brews and hand grenades and beer Brewers East End Revival and uh, Deviant Minds all on the show in two weeks. We're excited to have all the home brewers repping Long Island. Uh, and we, ah, we were saying this time, have good beer that we can share with people. And we'll be getting that out. So the home zero oxidation. Yes, <laughs> with zero yeah. oxidation. Um, we'll be able to get them beer and we're going to. I'll stare. It's a little cloudy still. So okay. I'm happy. I, I, I poured some off and. Mm -hmm. uh, I immediately sealed it, put the carb in, and I just put it in the fridge. And tomorrow I'm going to take a sample off of it and uh, give it a, give it a, but it smelled, I mean, from what was left behind, mm -hmm. the aroma was freaking right on point. Really. 
L-I-B-M-E is saying, L-I-B-M-E loves motion, exclamation point. All right, so let's run down the beers on the board and what's coming up this weekend. What can people find at the brewery? Yeah, it's changed a lot. (laughs) It's getting tight. Uh, Definitely, there'll be the uh, Moving Mountains, which was a triple IPA that we did at 10%. That should still be on the board. There's uh, Lalo Halo, which is uh, American Pale Ale that this past week got so much attention that I don't know what's going on, but like we're, we're drastically starting to get really tight with beer in the back. And that's what uh, I had. I had the pale ale. Yeah, I really like that one. I like the pale ale a lot. That was delicious. And I'm a big pale ale fan. I like my IPAs, but man, if you can make a good pale ale with a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of hoppy backbone and maybe even a little malt, boom, you got me hooked every time. Uh, we got uh, we got some things that we're playing around with. There's uh, we released one during what was it? Our anniversary week, and we're going to be redoing it again. There was a cotton can, like a blue raspberry cotton candy cider. Ooh. Um, yeah, it was it was like a one off thing that we did for the anniversary, but uh, the attention was so. Um, like the the feedback was so positive that we're gonna and being a cider too which is interesting because you don't normally see you see that like people trying to do the smoothies or the milkshake ipas in that that realm but you don't see the ciders as much like that so very cool i mean we still have straight out of vodka on tap which is our chocolate peanut butter porter um that it's it's been interesting because you know st patty's day kind of threw things for a loop because um we put on we put lucky you was it was a new one that was an ipa um they brewed with uh lucky charms and lactose (laughs) um and yeah and then we did the gold glitter thing on just st patty's day and lilo halo we were doing with green glitter so Mm. um a whole bunch of things have been kind of competing with each other over the past week but lucky you just kicked like about a a day ago so but yeah as it stands going into the weekend like we the only thing angel that i could think of that's going to finish probably before the weekend is peach mango right the the cider and then oh well curly girl 1105 is writing and saying peach mango is the best so curly girl you better get your butt down there and get your peach mango it'll it'll come back it'll come back especially going into like the warmer months too you know we're not going to just kind of you know have that gone for the rest of the year um but we've had and you guys probably tried the humble pie that was the caramel apple Mm. pie cider that honestly people are going to kill me when we end up taking it off um, you know, off tap number 10, because it's How just, dare you, it, it's, you know what, it's yeah, well, <laughs> you, yeah, that's oh. what you're going to get. Those are the responses sitting at the bottom. You bastard. Yeah. Don't you dare. No, don't you do it. Nobody's because what happened with humble pie is the first time that it ever ran out. Uh, I don't want to really mention their names, no, but don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. No, 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 don't, don't pull the dynamite. Nah. There's a, a a mom's group in our town. Uh, you did. <laughs> oh God! And there it that is. One, one I, 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 I regret telling you to take it back. Sounds, <laughs> take it back quick. It's like a poor advice, and I apologize. <laughs> we love them. Don't get me wrong. No, they're they're yeah. wonderful. But uh, once we once the uh, humble pie finished, they came in and they were like, "Where where's humble pie? How come it's gone? When's it coming back? Is it coming back tomorrow? Is it coming back later? It's like, no, we gotta make it. It's like." <laughs> Coming back, don't worry. What yeah. do you mean? There's not magical fairies brewing the uh, cider back there. You guys, no. this isn't a brewery. This is a uh, place of uh, distraught dreams. How dare you? 
that cider has become a, almost not it not itself has become a running joke but the running joke around that cider has become basically we have to find a way to get an 11th tap because <laughs> we just have to keep that one on at all times because you know if we take it off we're going to get murdered yeah um, <laughs> especially you know, on the internet <laughs> well, we don't want that. and it's a very <laughs> all it's a very fall inspired you know flavor right yeah. so last summer this again it, it was a similar phenomenon to People asking, oh, are you doing anything pumpkin? And they're asking this in June. And <laughs> yep. You know, Thanks. So people want humble pie, and it was like, it was June. Those Thanks, Shock Top. Moms love love the fall fucking flavors. Man. Mm-hmm. I, I, and we do too. We're all wasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a can of that, Steve. I wish I had a can of that. How many, <laughs> how many flannels and high boots came in looking for that? How many Han Solos? Yeah, how many Han Solos? I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, oh, that Doug on Instagram saying moving mountains XXX. That's his favorite. Check it in saying yeah. that's my jam. The triple IPA. I'll put them up on the uh, the old pin. Um, I want let's let's break down this lager. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, good multi balance, little sweet. Um, oh come yeah, on! You, <laughs> listen, I wasn't feeling up to my Keep game, it but up, I, Mikey. Oh my god, I'm getting I'm getting killed here from. Uh, Shut up, Brooke. All right, I'll walk it off. I'll pound it out. Relax. We're keeping them busy. That's all. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, we did a, a good hour and ten minutes here to talk about the brewery. Let's get into some beers. And I was trying to drag it out a little bit, so I had it here while you were talking about it. So give I me wanna, a little breakdown on this ask, lager. I want to ask a question though uh, about the lager. Oh. Uh, no, about because you know, obviously it's a good thing. You know, people coming in and and you're running out of beer, and and I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> It's a good, bad feeling. Mm. Right. It's good because, you know, you're happy people are buying, but it's bad when you have to turn people away or you don't have something they want. If you guys looked or thought about doing any contract brewing, either canning, you know, doing a run of cans, so this way you have something other than what's on tap uh, that people can get, or this way too, uh, just getting your beer out into, you know, more into the public. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it has been a thought, and I've been definitely exploring that option. The only thing is that maybe I would have to talk to you either one-on-one one day to find out how to go about it, because I don't, I don't know the full uh, layout of how to get that done. Like, I know some places do it. I don't know if I just have to walk in there and say, hey, you know, can you brew this beer and blah, 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 and and sit down and iron out how the payments go, what have you, or who supplies what and who pays who. Like, those are just the questions that I have behind that. Mm. And, and, and they're actually, Angel, uh, all serious, you know, uh, all seriousness. Yeah, you could easily ask me, you know, after we're done. Um, and, they're, and they're actually the, those are real good questions because, yeah, if you've never done it before, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're like, I, I don't know what, what I'm, and, and they're real easy answers. So, you know, when we get a, a moment, you know, reach out to me and uh, we'll talk a little bit, brother. For sure. Sounds good. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, man. And I got to I got to stop by with that cask. I got to drop by this week. Uh, and and then the also the other, one of the other beers that are on tap that'll be on this week, which is uh, one of Steve's favorite names is a white stout. <laughs> that motherfucking white stout. <laughs> I. I after you guys left, I went in the back with him, and, and he's like, "You, all right, come on, man, give me the lowdown. What'd you think of the beer in that?" And I'm like, "All right, well, I like this, I like that." I'm like, "The stout was good, but 
That's not a fucking white style because there's no such creature. And <laughs> and he gets be very upset when people you guys are wizards people. making things up out of scratch. Yeah, I, and I, I started like, man, I fucking hate that. I hate. He's like, I know, I get, I get it, I get it, I get it. It was a nice little. That's a nice little segue that you call this wizards because for our anniversary we had a one keg runoff uh, of a mead that was butterbeer inspired. So thank ah. you. That was a nice little. Nice little wizard plug right there. That's very and nice. And see, I, I was almost not going to say wizard. I was going to say you were using your chaos magic, Wanda um. Maximoff. <laughs> uh, tomato, I was going to do the Marvel drop, but that's a little too nerdy for a lot of, maybe some of the craft beer people would appreciate it. But for the most part, the wizard was better. It's more general. Most, more people would get it. <laughs> anyway, let's get to that lager. Let's get yeah. to that lager. Yeah. I li- this is delicious. And coming in at, was it four, seven, four, nine, somewhere in there? Five, five, nine, five, nine. Five, nine. Oh, wow. Sorry. So coming in at five. Wow. No wonder. All right. Um, 1.54%. Deliciousness. Give us the, 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 the breakdown. What are we using for malt? What are we using for hops? What's the lagering process look like? Do that, but don't give away the farm. You're, you're asking me uh, the questions that I wish I had the laptop here that has the magic <laughs> because there has been so many recipes that have been written that I got to the point that I just don't sometimes remember them all now. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you won't. Definitely, there's some Vienna in there. Um, I don't. I, I've been using uh, carrot stand, a little red X. Uh, Give it that copper look and everything. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually the beer that we tested the system on so, oh, yeah. Yeah. how did it come that out in comparison that one in the dark lager yeah the, the first one how did how did this one come out compared to the first one it it got better yeah because the uh the first one obviously you know even though the system looks very pretty when you have it set up on a table all shiny then you uh fire it up and you realize this hose is too long the pump is too low uh this is too high this kettle needs to turn this way so our first brew day, which, well, that beer now took us, it takes about nine hours now to, to, to brew that uh, wow, right. two barrels. But yeah. the first brew day that we did, it took about 18 to 20 hours because <laughs> at, Incorrect. it was 21, go wrong, 21 hours. Wrong. Holy wow. shit. Everything that could have gone wrong, uh, aside from the building burning down, basically <laughs> went wrong. Well, thank yeah. goodness for that, because that would have yeah. ended, yeah. ended the run pretty quick. Amen. <laughs> My head hurts from hearing that right now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> 21 hours. Uh, and was it a double brew day at that point? We were trying to do yeah. a double brew day. Like yeah. we were trying to do two different batches. That remember we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna stay up 24 hours. We're gonna knock out two loggers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> silly, uh, silly boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, a couple of people checking on Instagram, Carl Lenowski saying, what's up? Ryan Penny's joining in. Uh, Ryan was just uh, on our zoom, I guess, and kind of jumped off and is going to watch on the Instagram. Also, he can watch on govsradio.com. Unfortunately, it's under the limo talk moniker, uh, but you can go over to Facebook and YouTube and, uh, go ahead and join that there. And it's on govs radio comedy channel or govs radio comedy club or whatever the hell it is. I, I appreciate a lot of people staying here with us on Instagram. And the good thing is Instagram has been letting me stay on longer and longer. So we're able to give you more and more content. And this will be available in its full form in the next few days, actually for perpetual. I mean, it, it'll be on Instagram forever. So anyone can come back in and check it. Uh, let's get into this Scotch Ale. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, and please. I want it as much as the lager was good. When I saw you guys had Scotch Ale, so many breweries on the island 
very few out of all these breweries, very few do a Scotch Ale. So to see you guys having a Scotch Ale, mm -hmm. that was, we were immediately like, oh, we, we need to have yeah, that. Need that we one. Need try that. And actually, it's a job well done. Mm. Uh, yes, it's 10%, um, which is always <laughs> good a night, winner. Mikey. Um, but yes, the flavor, the malt profile that's there, little sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. Out of all the everything I've had from you guys uh, the other day, this this is my favorite right now. Boom. Um, good job on it. Uh, anybody, and I know a few guys out there that say the same thing, man, they love a good Scotch Ale. Um, yeah, this is a good one. So, oh, and the spices that go into it. So I don't even know what goes into the Scotch Ale um, uh, recipe because it, it seems like five, five kilts, five, five kilts per barrel, multiple kilts. Uh, give us a little breakdown of this and kind of I'm what goes actually, into it. If uh, hopefully Ivan can remember, um, hmm. Angel, sorry, Angel, what yeast did you use for this, man? Uh, I used the Scottish Ale yeast from Omega Labs. Okay, mm. nice. yeah, it worked very well for us. High class, going bougie on us. Got that, <laughs> got that Omega yeah, Lab. We, we made that batch. The last time we made that batch before this one was uh, last year. It was actually, I think we had released it right after everything was just to go only. Hmm. So. You can imagine folks coming in to get like a growler full of that thing. Yeah, and, and, and they're like, yeah, yeah, they were, they <laughs> didn't come back for a, a minute. Um, and then when they did come back, um, they were like, where the hell is it? And yeah, Cause this and helped course, save my marriage this week. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, it's like at that point, you know, being transparent about it, we were still ironing out things, you know, like, at the end of the day, you, I mean, you guys know it's, you're not just going from five gallon homebrew batches to 30 gallon, like one BBO batches. And then you're just multiplying the ingredients by six, right? You know, it's not like that. It's a completely different ball game. Mm -hmm. um, that one, what was it? Nine, seven, the first time we did it, Angel? Yeah. Yeah. And we loved it. We loved the first batch. It did very well. It went way quicker than we thought it would going to, because it was going into like the warmer months. Um, this batch, hands down, so, like we loved last year's. We love this one even more. So, so what, very, what, I think it, it, it also has to do too, like uh, when we first made it, I wasn't too in tuned with uh, with a lot of the water profiles. So a couple of months ago, Chris and I actually sent out a water analysis report Bingo. and we looked at it. And then going forward with that Scotch Shell, what we actually did was looked up the water profiles in Scotland and saw what they were using for their Scotch Ales uh, right. and converted our water into those Scottish uh, recipes in the water. So there's a lot more science that goes into it than people assume <laughs> to, get, to put, send is, that out and to be there. Is water is as important as everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been saying it since day yeah. one when we started yeah, the show. It's what really what makes a lot of the beer. I mean, everyone can use the same ingredients across the country, but their water profile is the thing that can change it in one direction or another. If they're not treating it, adding what they need to add to kind of balance out the pH and all the other things that go into it. Plus, if no one knows here on Long Island, uh, everything comes from underneath the ground, not from upstate. And New York City water is different than Long Island water. So you got to kind of balance that out. And, and again, around the country, it's all different. So if you're looking in the world, as you said, in Scotland, mm -hmm. so you got to kind of really analyze that. Now, have you used that same profile of the water to kind of address changes that would happen in some of your other brews? 
uh, yeah. took a big change. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that because I live out here in Patchogue, and when I was making homebrew leveled IPAs in Patchogue, the, the salt additions weren't as much. And I kind of went with those salt additions thinking the water was going to be the same in Massapequa Park. Massapequa Park has their own water system. Yeah. So once we brewed the first couple IPAs from the beginning, I noticed that they weren't tasting the way that I was making them at home. So we started digging deep into it and we finally, I think, cracked the code with the <laughs> Massapequa water and the salt additions. So yeah, like uh, we've... Uh, Changed the water profiles so far for uh, moving mountains. Uh, started fresh with a new one called uh, Sign of the Times. Mm. Uh, the pale ale actually went under a big uh, water profile change also. So, yeah, going forward, we're, we're a little more dialed into our water now. That's yeah. good. And honestly, one of, the, one of my favorites that we've ever made, we've only done it once so far, but... Um, uh, we ended up, it was one of the first ones that we were really like, okay, we're, we're on point now with the water. It was actually um, a Czech Pilsner and mm. uh, we call we, it's just called simply pills, but it was just unbelievable. I mean, and sh by the way, Steve, shout out to nerd girl. Hey, um, cause <laughs> that's like my favorite freaking barrage. So, um, but uh, yeah, that was like the first like kind of light bulb, like, for i don't know for me at least like oh crap like okay the water is a like we knew the water would be a factor um but you know you start looking into czech republic or whatever it was water profile that was a huge difference maker and you know we play around with aging them too just to because i mean again it's it's a lager style but that was definitely one of my favorites i i can't wait to bring that one back to be honest but We'll see what the summer brings us. Crispy boys. Yes. And spoiler <laughs> alert, uh, we've been knocking around here at the Wirt, uh, the idea of bringing Nerd Girl back in a very small, limited quantity in our um, new beer PS4. maker system. Oh. <laughs> so if we get that, we'll uh, we'll we'll drop a couple cans off to you, see how it stacks up to what you remember. I'll be over tomorrow at night. <laughs> well, it's got to vibrate on Steve's table for, for a good three or four days oh, first. Bro. Okay. I'll be over in three to four days. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, it's what time. time. It oh, we need a theme song for this. I know. I said I still didn't produce the jingle. I know. I know. I got it. I'm the audio production guy. I know. I, I got to produce a jingle. I got to get right, like a, a, a handful of doo-wop singers or females. Doo-wop, doo-wop. Or, or just question. some small children just screaming obscenities. Into <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't do that. The word is an outstanding, upscale, high-end uh, podcast for craft beer. Um, and I'm full of shit, but I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Go ahead, right. Steven. All right. So uh, er, er, every uh, brewery that comes on, I ask the brewers three questions um i'm gonna we found that when i asked three in a row uh, after the first one especially since we've all been drinking uh it's like what would you ask so we'll start with question one and it's gonna be for the both of you whoever wants to answer first doesn't really matter but um what was that one beer that turned you on to craft beer where you said wow what is this i you know, I I need to have more of something like this. Oh, 
already. Angel's like homeboy. I would have for me. I would probably have to say it's the first beer I ever took a picture of and probably put it on on social media. Uh, Worldwide Stout. Nice, nice. That's gonna make mine laughable. But again, this is this is many (laughs) this is many many years ago, and I remember where I was, who gave me it from the bar. Um, it, it, to be honest, it was a Goose Island IPA and that was before everybody was, you know, going batshit crazy over IPAs, to be honest. Um, and I remember being like a friend of mine brought it to me. I think we were at Croxley's in Farmingdale. And, uh, I was like, what the, I I just told him surprise me, just get me whatever he thinks I might like. And he brings me a Goose Island IPA and, you know, in the big picture, yeah, people could say what they want now, whatever. But, um, I still think it's, you know, it's still crushable, but, um, he brings me over. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is, this is good stuff. Yeah. And and then <laughs> sure enough, he's like, oh, it's Goose Island IPA. I'm like, oh, wow. And it, yeah, it was only like, only like a buck more than like the other stuff on tap. Yeah, whatever. maybe this will be my thing. Maybe IPA yeah. will be my thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fast forward like six months and everybody was going insane over IPA. Everybody's and thing. Goose Island, you know, through the roof. <laughs> um so that was mine and, and it was pretty hilarious just thinking back because the second you asked that question i was like huh, i know who i was with and where i was uh, <laughs> uh, so one of the things that wait, wait, before you say that one of the things that that got me into more of the pills world or even the blonde world was the goose island 319 316 312 312 i don't know it was yeah. one of those last wheat. numbers isn't it their wheat is it a wheat yeah, yeah. it's something like that I and i went so. oh yeah. this is not an ipa and this is delicious right. so yeah i mean goose island has its uh his its moment in my life as well sophie was delicious too. Sophie. I love sophie that's my dad sophie and matilda yeah and i still seek it out they they started uh, having it at city field uh, on tap and i i go to that one card that's in the whole place and i get my sophie fix every single time I didn't even know that they had that at City. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like one or two like taps so in the whole ago. place. And, and it's it, so it's, they yeah. had it in bottle. Well, they had it in cans upstairs in in that back area. Yeah, uh, like right at center plate. field, right? No, behind home plate. Oh, oh, the, up, I'm up, thinking about yeah. the one behind the bleachers yeah, that up, they up. tell everybody about. Okay. Oh, big city, big apple brews. Yeah, they have yes. the yeah. regular like IPA a wall there of like fridges with just like <laughs> yes. craft stuff that yes. yeah, you'd have to walk all the way around. I would walk yep. all the way around from third base. I was like, I'm going to get a beer. They're like, Where the hell you been after a half hour? I'm like, <laughs> get a beer. Yeah, well, I played wiffle ball with Mister Matt. I yeah. uh, threw yeah. at the dunk tank. <laughs> yep. And then of course I got my uh, big wave, which is what I seek out when I go over there. My yeah. big wave uh, <laughs> deliciousness. Kona. Kona, yeah, Kona, yes, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so go ahead, Steve. Second question. Uh, what is your favorite style? Mine is, believe it or not, oh, October. It's the same. Yeah. Yes. And, and me, me and Angel, I didn't even realize that that was Angel's favorite until he said it. And I, I, I don't know why I... I know that you love your IPAs, Angel. Um, I knew stouts were a little bit lower in the priority for you. I didn't know you when somebody, a customer, like multiple customers ask us that stuff. And like when he said Oktoberfest, I was like, yeah, Marzins are like, I never, years ago, I used to really not have a taste for Marzins. And it's just one of those things that changed over time. And when we were able to make our own Oktoberfest, um, you know, to kind of balance out pumpkin season. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was, we were really happy with the result. And um, 
that oddly enough, it's it's both of our favorite styles. And oh. I never would have thought that a few years ago that Marzins would be my favorite. But yeah, they're definitely, I wish I could find them all year round. Well, yeah. oddly enough, uh, I have a beer here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is highly oxidized. Is the third time tonight where <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I I'm gonna try to spawn some more uh social media uh clatter or chammer or whatever you want to call it. And uh this was our brewed Oktoberfest called Worktoberfest. Uh made I stand by that name. I it was an awesome name and the and it's hard to see the color, but you can kind of see that the checkerboard we turned into black and green, and then we have the 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 font yeah. and we have our logo on there. This was supposed to be our baby. This was supposed to be deliciousness, and it was. Oh, it was. Uh, and, it was like, and like children all over the world, it disappointed us. It so. was. It was our baby. Yes. Uh, it was a baby that was stillborn. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and it was awfulness. We had that to throw was way the, worse than I went. I get, I was going to say throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Yeah. That's the thing. The other one, you know, uh, guys, th- that was not good. Uh, it was <laughs> just as bad. Our wheat beer, which looked exactly the same. This yeah, is oddly enough, the same color. This is a three is a magic number, and that was the other beer we brewed. You guys so keep showing happy beer. We to show you how oxidized we gotta do a bracket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll do oxidized that beer was. was I do not want to open it to, it to show that color. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. there. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, yeah. like I said, we were, uh, I, and we can't, I can't compare what we went through based upon what you guys went through with the 40 keg uh, disperse. But well, for what we went through, it was just. Now, was it just oxidation on it the was October? So oxidized. Yeah. And, and that was the thing. We did an Oktoberfest, we did a wheat beer. They both looked that color. <laughs> now, if we did a Scotch Ale. We away with some color. Horrendous. I would have been like, hmm. Yeah, and, cl- and cloudy too. It was puddle water. It was yeah. basically Everything someone stepped in a puddle and then put it in my glass. The puddle water. Yeah, exactly. The the Wurtoberfest <laughs> puddle water. Yeah, but it flew uh, off right. our desk. Uh, third question and final mm. question: What beer is your go-to beer now, other than a beer that you brew? Hmm. So if you go out somewhere and you happen to see something and you're like, yes, I that's the beer I, I want. That's the you you kind of search it out sometimes, or you might even have it at home. Does Don Q qualify? <laughs> sorry, sorry, that doesn't. I like your choice, but that Angel, I'm digging this lately. I don't know if you've seen this. This is actually really good tequila. Um, that I've been drinking uh, for the pandemic times. And uh, I was always a Don Julio fan. I was a bartender for 20 years. So I always used to make myself a little cocktail with a little Don Julio because it was there. Um, Now that I have to pay for it myself, uh, I've been seeking out like a decent tequila. And that one is uh, really like Casamigos is good, but it's expensive and it's not as, you know, there's other things that are out there that have a good price point plus a good flavor. And that one's really been kind of tickling my fancy. But no, your answer is no, Don Julio does not count. Yeah, or Don Q, or any of the uh, Or any of the tequilas. Yeah. yeah, any of the Dons. Yeah. Is there a beer okay. aged in tequila barrels that you want to mention? <laughs> 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 oh, I'm a still thinking. Mm. It's a tough one. We, we hit you with a quandary here. Yeah, like that it. was actually, that was, uh, that was a nice, uh, a nice slap down to... 
reality. Um, <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's like I'm trying to think of if I walked into the supermarket, what would I grab first? There you I go. Saw yeah, you or go. if you went into the Home D and you'd be like, oh, I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> and, and honestly, I... I'm one of those people that can drink a bourbon county all year round, but I'm not gonna say that one. <laughs> um I'd probably God, I'd probably go a hacker shore. A hacker Ooh, shore. Oktoberfest. All right. Go Going right to yeah. Oktoberfest. Mm. If I find it or like if I if I could find it, because usually you can find them pretty much anywhere, is is like it would be the the spot in October Mars. And- oh, it's a good one. You like oh, the mini Christ. kegs? I like the mini kegs when they the get mini those out. Kegs cool. yeah. I used to bring a mini keg. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I, I used to bring a mini keg uh, for the like Mets in the World Series 2015. So I went to two or three of the games, the home games, and we brought the mini keg for the games that year. And it was the best. It was a little chilly out. We threw some sausages and peps on the grill, and we had that little mini keg. Oh, to say it's just kind of brings you right back home. It's delicious. Uh, you guys have, you know, I know we kind of already discussed the scotch, but besides, you know, the, the yeast that you're using that Steve pointed out, what else kind of goes into this brewing process? Cause not, again, not too many people are brewing a scotch ale. What, um, what kind of process goes into making this besides, you know, the obvious it's a, a ale based considering a scotch ale, um malt grain hops what goes in there malt is, um we use maris otter then there's a little uh honey malt chocolate malt uh so honey for the taste like there's no spice involved no spices involved that all comes from the yeast yep. character keeping yep. it mm. at, at a happy temperature yep and, and you guys have kind of hit your marks along the way here over the last know year or a little more than what what has been like the number one sell i know we hit on the humble pie and i know we hit on uh some of the other elements the in the beer world what has been kind of like the number one bestseller that you guys have have seen that vienna lager yeah yeah that was one that so when we first opened we were again we didn't have the mead license at that point right so we were going to open with seven beers and three ciders at that point Mm. um so what we ended up doing, and as we said, we tested the system. Um, <laughs> the first two batches were Motion Vienna and the Motion Winter Warmer. So, you know, just to knock out the loggers, they're they're only going to get better with time, right? Um, and we were also just trying to figure out, like, okay, we have to figure out our opening lineup. We have to mix it up, feel out the community. You know, we're not looking to do, and, and again, I'm going to say something, but it's not that there's anything wrong with it by any means. Oh, not the Facebook um, parent page. Don't go to the moms. No, no, Don't. no, no, no. Oh, okay. Right. It's no, we didn't want to have like X amount of taps and, you know, the majority of them being IPAs or pay or, or ales in general. Um, right. You know, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. We love our IPAs too, but again, we're, it, it all comes back to our goal of catering to everybody. Um, so, you know, we mix up the whole tap list and I'm an angel filling the blanks for me, but I think we have, well, we have motion Vienna motion winter warmer. We have Boulevard Hefe. We had uh, my first crush, which was our, our Saison, our unconventional Saison with uh, orange blossom, honey, um, orange peel and black peppercorns. That was mm. the first beer we made together. Um, so that kind of is our paved the way slash storybook beer. Um, <laughs> So that one was there. What we had one or two IPAs on tap, I think. 
No, we had uh, three. Did we, we have three? Had, uh, I know we had a couple of one-offs, but you know, we were mixing it up. Yeah. And then we had like three different ciders. One of them was, I think, the uh the passion fruit, another one was peach bellini. I think humble pie was the third one, or did that come later? Uh, no, passion uh, pineapple coconut. Pineapple ah, coconut, right. Yeah. Um, so basically people were asking us like oh wow like what's going we didn't know what to expect we assumed that the ipas would go the quickest um but in reality after kind of looking over the first week's numbers the loggers blew everything away really um and we we didn't expect that at all yeah no um, i wouldn't either i mean compared so to it, yeah. what the industry is and what the the trending is it's ipa heavy and then all of a sudden you come to find out loggers are selling the best you know you got to yeah. be doing something right for that matter too I guess so. I mean, you know, and also, you know, the winter warmer was really a nice change of pace too, because again, we opened in February, it was pretty brick out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so people were really appreciating that too, but the Vienna, the Vienna was a, a step above everything else in terms of just what sold out quickest. Um, it wow. was nice to see wow. because, you know, it made us feel like, okay, we're doing the right thing by spreading the styles around, you know, um, not just catering to a few specific you know, boys. So. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, I... <laughs> Have you guys I, think, I, think you can, I think you can also hide behind uh, a bad logger. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, that is one style that if you mess it up, you messed it up. Like, and you're going to find those flaws. Like there's no hiding behind it. You can't dry hop the hell out of it. You can't throw fruit into it. You can't throw anything into that. Mm -hmm. Once that beer is messed up, it's messed up. And we've said and over by the, the way, for just for clarity, I am one of those haze boys, so <laughs> I I'm totally okay with <laughs> you know all those fruit fucking forward. <laughs> uh, we we I'm all, that guy over the last four years have really talked about how you know the pilsner and the lager are what you try if you're going in to see what the chops of the brewery have to start out to give like your your gauge on you know where they're at. And like we said, you know, the lager, delicious, the scotch ale as something as a uh, variant. Um, Favorite. Yeah, very good. Uh, deliciousness. Um, what do you guys have in the tanks coming and what style uh, haven't you brewed yet that you have on the plan, on the schedule? In the tanks, uh, besides the obvious, the, um, the mead and the cider tanks, the, the, the three other tanks that have four tanks that have beers in them. One is going to be uh, the Hefeweizen. The nice. other one is a Saison. And the other one is going to be a Citra Mosaic, uh, which I, I think you actually had it once, Steve, at the Cask Festival at, when I was at the LIBME table. It was uh, a mango IPA. Oh, yeah. Citra Mosaic one, Mango. Mm. That one will be coming, and then there is a pina colada Brett sour. A Brett sour. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mikey loves. I sour. love my sour IPAs. They're and delicious. Pete can throw them in the garbage. Oh, get out <laughs> of here! Pete, Pete does not appreciate the Brett style. He's had a few that he's liked here and there, but nothing like I do. I I'll seek them right. out. Yeah, one. Right, yep. exactly. One. Just one <laughs> tally board, one. Um, but I like that style. What? So it's in the tank now. You say it's it's actually knocking out now. So mm. technically, within the next like probably three days, I should be able to get it into the kegs. Yep, yep. And I'll be down there. I'll be maybe next weekend. 
I'll, I'll make a little trip and grab myself some bread. I, I love Bring it. The microphone, it's, set up everything. Just do the freaking show from there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just do my, yeah, I'll do the Instagram live right from the brewery. Um, <laughs> you guys, like I said, you have like a lot of steps that you've gone through and a lot of, you know, aspirations on where you want to bring this. Uh, truly, what would be the, the, the biggest aspiration? Where would you really like to take this uh, moving forward? And whether it be, you know, in COVID times or beyond, um, to the next level, what would be that next great step that you would take? Larger production space to allow, I mean, this, this is an angel. You could, you could speak from your point of view, but, um, larger production space, not just to be able to handle like a higher volume, but also to handle a higher volume of other stuff. Like, I mean, you know, obviously I'm biased. I'm on like the mead side of the equation. Right. So it's, um, you know, but we're realistic. We, again, going back to the very beginning of the story, when we decided to go beer and cider with hopes of doing mead in the future, now we're doing all three. So, um, honestly, even if we had that, that next production space, um, you know, that allowed us to not just do, higher volumes of everything, but to maybe Angel and I, you know, don't, don't have to be doing our Mr. and Mrs. Smith dance around each other. <laughs> I love it. We, I, I joke around with them. I'm like, if we're doing what we're doing in the space that we're doing it right now, I can't even imagine having like a safe, like 30 feet from you at another place. You know what I mean? It would just be weird <laughs> because we're just, we're constantly like around each other, like so friggin' close. So, yeah. um, you know, that would be my hope for the future because you know we are working on like strong meads too that we've released that we've kind of trickled them out and you know just for tasting room pours because they're just super small batches that um are not enough to do a bottle release but we do have a couple of strong meads that are in the tanks right now that are working away um one of them is a cherry another one's a black currant mm. uh, so people have been asking for those too and, and it, the reception's been awesome so it, it's nice to see that people aren't just going after even folks that come in that are like specifically beer drinkers, you know. Well, we were with those people. You you let us have a, a couple of tastes of the the two meads you have on tap, um, and the right. one that I actually bragged to my wife about. Uh, she's not a yeah. red wine drinker, but that noir was something yeah. special to me. I, I I usually used to like mead being very sweet, and right. it's a little too much for me to to go full. But that noir was very dry. What went into that? Are you are you aging yeah. that in noir bottle? Uh, it's, what are you doing with it's it? interesting that you said it's it's not as sweet and that it's dry because yeah. that that batch was actually uber sweet <laughs> like oh, oh, quite some time ago and that's when we decided to age it on french oak because mm. we want to dry it out try and balance out the sweetness with the tannins and everything else um would you so ended up viral staves or no, uh, honestly, I mean, again, it was small batch, so I was playing around with just the little cubes. You know, I didn't do the staves. Yeah, the cubes. I didn't. I don't play around with the chips. Um, the the cubes, I trust a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because it's like you you just know. I don't know. That's surface how I started area. with mead making. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the chips might work a little faster than you want them to. You know what I mean? It's. So, uh, but yeah, that one, it's interesting because the two that we have, it, it's the Pinot Noir one that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then we have Crimson, which is a bl blackberry, raspberry, blueberry one that I thought was going to be gone weeks before the, the Noir went. And actually we're down to like, I think one and a half bottles of each. Wow. So it's like, they're like neck and neck. So it's interesting to see that. And a lot of people, you know, like yourselves that, you know, 
beer specific a lot of the time. Yeah. They usually, we do a lot of flights and it's funny to get the occasional customer saying like, is it annoying if we like, you know, order flights? We know you probably hate doing flights. Like, <laughs> dude, if we hated doing flights, we wouldn't offer flights. It's like, right, you, know, right. you know, we want you to try everything. That's the whole goal. So um, it's nice to see people actually like, you know, gravitating to a few different things. And honestly, we didn't even touch on it, but like our ciders, <laughs> That was the other thing in the very beginning from, from the beginning to now, the ciders are like 8.2% basically. Yeah. I so, mean, I look at the the board yeah. at the cider board. I went, wow, this really lineup yeah. after lineup is, it's high alcohol percentage. People usually associate ciders with like 5%. Right. You know, they're, they're angry orchard people. So they don't really get yep. that. Yo, you, when you're doing craft cider, you can you know raise that bar tremendously and, and make it just as potent as an IPA or as potent as a uh, good mead at, you know, 10 to 12%. Right. So it's amazing kind of how, when I looked through that board, I went, wow, that I, I should try some ciders too. Cause it's equally yeah. going to and angel angel will say this too. Like we have a running joke about those ciders because people came in that first one or two weeks that we were open, like, you know, way in the beginning and they'd be like, huh, like, you know, what's up? You got a question? Uh, <laughs> No, we just noticed that your ciders are stronger than all the beers on tap right now. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, they, they could be fun too. Yeah. <laughs> and the running joke is that, you know, we the ciders the actually used to be stronger. When we first opened, they were really? They were 9-3. Yeah, but wow. that's because we, we, mis we miscalculated on the, uh, the uh, sugar addiction. <laughs> that's Not right. Not that anybody cares. Tell the truth. Not yeah. anybody cares. <laughs> Yeah, the Nobody apples have sweetness in, in them. And we didn't, we, didn't sift the, we didn't sift the sugar properly. No. Yeah. But that's fantastic. But, yeah. I mean, I would love a cider at, at 9.3. I mean, that's that's something that you don't hear about too often. And I don't know why, because I'm sure the, the gluten-free people would love a good cider that would... would knock that, your socks off. Yeah, would yeah. knock your socks off. They're so used to the 5 gluten, to 6 People don't like gluten, want to get shit-faced too. Right, yeah. exactly. Everyone's equal. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I felt very interesting shaping the cider side of things, too, because, you know, people kind of now people don't even ask questions. They come in. They, they don't even ask, they don't even ask how strong the ciders are. They just know <laughs> that you know, we don't really mess around with them. Yeah. They're always like up there in that eight range or higher. So it's 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 fun to see people actually having a good time with those, you know, as long as they maintain good behavior. After right. one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That's um, that's the two ongoing jokes with the ciders is that they cost profanity and that we're known for our industrial strength ciders. Yeah. Industrial strength cider. I like Actually, that. You should name one of them that. Yeah, just yeah. industrial strength. strength. And then the other cider that's on tap should be uh, parental advisory. Yeah. yeah, we we had we had a cut one of our regulars. He came in and he actually he tried some of the strong meads and he he has dubbed all of the strong meads the quote unquote COVID inhibitor. So, <laughs> uh, all right, you know, listen. Here's I, a third cider name. Cure, if I had the cure, then uh, I'm clearly in the wrong in industry. So, um, Captain uh, Captain but, Awesome on Instagram saying what's up. Potus Driftwood is also saying what's up. Uh, people are checking in all the time. Yeah, or everyone's oh, checking yeah. in. And he's and he's a big Scotch ale guy too. He yes. was he was very happy yes. last year. And I I hand delivered him one. Chris, ha -ha, Chris we got more. All the time. Yeah, Chris is very big on a, a good Scotch ale, and he says the same thing. Not awesome. enough breweries on the island do them, and when they do them, they're not that good. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> he got lucky. He's got a Scotch ale and a good one. 
So yeah. awesome. And what we were talking about at the table while we were there on Friday night is that the Scotch ale kind of reminds me of the people that at home uh, also drink Belgians. It, it kind of gives me that Belgian double or Belgian triple mm -hmm. feel, um, especially with the alcohol percentage. It doesn't feel, you don't feel the heat at 10%. And, and you get more of the sweetness, which is great. Right. Oh, I feel the heat, and it's all right here in my head. <laughs> as, as you drank 32 ounces of goodness. Uh, a little extra rosy. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I put the, you know, the... It's the Ooh. smiling uh, and the laughing. But, um, I so I got a little sneak preview of something mm. sitting in the back area in a nice little whiskey barrel. What is it is underneath it? the floor in, in the no, really weird that. area? <laughs> but... Let it. What's going on with that? What do you guys got going on in that? Mm. That is a Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, it's been in the Jim Beam Bourbon barrel now nice. for about six Five and a half. months. Yeah, just about six. You're calling it Mike Tyson's Punch Out, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call it Get in My Belly. No, get, get in my belly. belly. No, I don't know. We honestly, and it's funny we didn't even mention that because it's been just sitting there taking up real estate the whole like for so long we forgot it's even there. So <laughs> I came, in, I came in the back, and and you know Angel and I are busy talking. I turn around, I look, I'm like, yeah, what, what is what is that in there? What do you got going on in there? He's like. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Beam, you know, Bur uh, you know Russian appeal. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get the belly laugh. That'll be oh, coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, I was, it's I was a time in the spring to have, to have it. Are you going to be saving that for this upcoming fall season, or are you going to try to release it earlier than never? What's, what's the timetable on that one? I mean, we tried it the other day. It has that nice little oaky dryness to it already. Mm. I just don't know if we should just leave it for the rest of like a year or should we pull it out? Mm. Well, here's the thing. You could always, if you leave it and it gets to a point where, wow, uh, it's too much now. Mm -hmm. You could always brew another batch of that beer right. and blend it mm. and, and make it what you want it to be. Um, you know, the barrel is going to invoke in, and bring in all these different flavors. Um, mm. Yeah, and sometimes... Sometimes it goes a little too far, uh, <laughs> right. and and it's a fine line too. You're like, oh, that's delicious. Let's maybe get a little bit more, and then the next same taste, you're like, right. oh, fuck me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but at that point, you have you now have the option. Now you brew another batch, and you blend it, and now now you have this really wonderful type of beer that you know, and you have more of it. This aging right. quantity, aging beauty, and you just in invoke a little newness to it and and then it becomes or you know what we could do too we mm. could just keep taste testing it until it's gone <laughs> <laughs> and Steve. and every, every time that tasting happens it's a wart show yes. <laughs> i like where this is headed Steve, I, how, how many times before. yeah how many times can we reuse that barrel that's being used right now uh, and that's a great question because I've never actually used a barrel that huge. I would imagine that you can probably get two or three, depending on what you're looking for, and depending okay. how long exactly. it's in there too. Yeah, it's uh, all about the taste, I guess. First, usually, after the first time, you're taking a great amount of flavor out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that oak flavor is always going to be there. So the next time, right. maybe do something else different in it. Um, and now you're imparting the flavor from that last beer along with the barrel into this new beer. Mm. So, uh, and then eventually you get to the point where 
there's not a lot left to it, and then you make it a funky barrel, and you add ah. some wild yeast, and now that barrel is inoculated with that, and it will every beer that goes in will get inoculated with some wild yeast, and uh, a lot a lot of places do that, yeah. right? That yeah, that barrel actually from Allagash when uh, they were getting rid of them. Uh, I guess they, I don't know if they had too many on hand, but uh, actually LIBME threw up a post saying, anybody who wants bourbon barrels, they got some at uh, Allagash. So I ended up calling them and I said, you got any bourbon barrels left? They were like, we have one. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, put my name on I'm on my <laughs> way up. Yep. I'll be up turned there in around, eight hours. Turned around, turned around, looked at my wife and said, do you want to go away for like the weekend? <laughs> 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 it's beautiful this time of year. It's it's very lobster. Do you want yeah. to get lobster dinner lobster. fresh off the coast, hon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hon, you want to go get some really good lobster rolls? We're just going to pick one thing up on the way. Oh, just hey, one, way, one little thing. Get a barrel. Oh, Please oh, yeah, don't yeah. pack much. I need yeah. that trunk face for something special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pack, pack yeah, light here. We're light. going away for a weekend. <laughs> Have you ever seen the tides come up 14 feet? Well, Maine's got that perfectly done. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, that's great. We had a bunch of people checking in while we were in this last thing. Like I said, uh, POTUS trip was in there. Uh, Dual Osprey saying hello. Village Craft Beer Smoke joined. I don't know who they are, but they got some smoke and beer, apparently. Um, and so, you know, for the most part, you guys have really set up and and created this uh, community in, in Massapequa Park. You're part of it now. Um, what would be the ultimate goal here, I guess, in Massapequa Park? But in addition to that, uh, of course, like you said, you're going to be creating or hopefully in the future, creating some sort of offsite um, distribution center or, or more production area. Uh, how can you, you know, again, bring in more customers, bring in more people, bring in more uh, revenue, obviously, and, and of course, you know, contribute more to the community? Well, in the immediate future, that's a question mark, right? Because we're all still limited. But uh, Angel, you, you started talking, so I'll let you go. Oh, no, I was just absorbing that question. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Sorry. Yeah, I've had a lot, a lot of scotch ale. Well, I'll tell you right now, if one more woman comes out of the woodwork for Governor Cuomo, you guys are open 100%. That's like 300%. You can <laughs> yeah. All the limits are off. Pack the place. That's all. all we need is one more, and he's going to be like, Everybody open up. You're good. No. <laughs> yeah. Like the occupancy goes up. The age requirement for COVID vaccination goes down. As long as, we, as long as we don't end up like Miami. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh who needs that? I don't need That's that. Trouble. That's did trouble. He, did, he, did the governor really shut that Miami down or the, the, uh, the governor? Eight o'clock curfews. Yeah, oh, boy. They were yeah. using apple bowls and are, are they Jesus. oh my yeah. god no thanks i'll i'll stick to what i know it, up here in new york it's spring break they said there were um tsa said there were 1.3 million people were checked in to go to mm. freaking florida mm -hmm. mm. 1.3 million because the weather's nice and you know they have no restrictions there and, right and, now. and everyone needs some <laughs> everyone needs to blow off some steam and i think that's really what's going to happen here when things do get lifted and things do get better more vaccines roll out and more people yeah. and more restrictions are lifted again do you do you have a plan to kind of deal with this because you know come this summer when the, the numbers are super low and people have dealt with this for a year what you're going to see you're going to see people kind of packing the streets coming to bars right. at night what what's the plan here for the the i guess 
it's inevitable, inevitable future that happens. It's it's a close future. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, from I, my I think Chris and I are gonna have to go to lunch at Good yeah. Life or something, and then <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, put all the paperwork down and actually start thinking about this and actually put the pen to paper and start making the uh, the next probably six to eight months future plans. Yeah, yeah. here's an idea: pepper balls, except yeah. with Lysol. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's sanitized. That's on the shelves now, by the way. Yeah. Just so you're aware, yeah. um, it is. You can get yeah, it anywhere. I mean, Honestly, from my perspective, just because I I always go back to one particular thought, right? It's we haven't had a full normal year. Yeah, right. Right. We we had one month of normal and who knows how close we're going to get back to that normal. Right. um, You know, anytime soon, hopefully as soon as possible. Um, You know, we're going to. Yeah. Like Angel said, we're going to have to discuss some things. But at the end of the day, you know. We, we had two options in the beginning of this whole thing. One, shut the whole place down, go on unemployment, and pay our expenses with the unemployment, hoping that we're breaking even. John two Taffer style. Really did. John Taffer. Shut the whole What we really did, which is try to grow a brand and grow a business in the midst of like one of the worst economic you know, and-, and health crises in, in the world. So... You know, we went that route, and uh, I mean, it's definitely paid off for us in terms of just the 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 village is amazing to us. Like the residents couldn't be more supportive, really. Oh. And you know, I I tell people all the time, like that we appreciate every pair of feet that walks in that door. Um, you know, from the time we were doing just all to right, go, doing the wheelchair. And you are wheelchair accessible for anyone watching. Because you didn't. (laughs) Listen, we want, uh, yeah, touche. So ableist, Chris. You know what I mean. What an asshole. You know that. (laughs) (sighs) Now I'm going to go in. Somebody's going to come in tomorrow and be like, hey. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow, (laughs) You son of a bitch. How dare you come at me. Podcast, yeah. That's fucking Steve. (laughs) And it's going to be. It's going to be uh, Bradley uh, Caravana, who just checked in on Instagram saying hi. Uh, before we get out of here, because we're running out of time, I want to get you guys your big plug. So give everybody, well, the audience, the information about where they can find uh, Motion Craft Brew er, Brewery and, of course, all the uh, social media contacts and stuff they can find out about what's coming up on tap, what's going on now, what the events are, what is happening in the future. Give them everything they need to know to find you. Right. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, basically, the social media has become like an extra part-time job on top of everything else. Yeah, man. Um, and, and it's true. And it's worth it. Um, yep. But we have basically gotten into the habit. It's like a daily routine, right? You have like your checklist. So we put up our tap list almost every day on the story on Instagram and Facebook. So it's always there because okay. the, the thing is when you're making two barrels at a time, you know, and you're in a high foot traffic area, it goes quicker than you would expect. So we found, we were just trying it out months ago with the whole Facebook story thing. And people really are responding to it well. And they appreciate being kept in the loop. You know, you guys um, doing beer menus also? No, not yet. Not yet. I Do mean, what we figure because like everybody it's, can it's free to start out with. You don't have to oh, okay. I didn't, get the whole big thing. Gotcha. You can just log on to it, uh, put motion in and you can change it as you go along without having to pay your thing, mm-hmm. the premium is a whole different other thing, but as a, as an establishment, 
you can change your lineup. So you can actually tag it to your Facebook or your Instagram and say, Hey, yeah, you want it. Cause people always call and they're like, Hey, what do you got on tap? Right. Hey, wait, Hey, go to our beer menus and you'll see what we have on tap. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, we've gotten to the point where not only are we doing the social media stories and stuff like that, we, we put the things, you know, we have a sign outside that says, yeah, I, I've actually seen your yeah. stories and it's basically your signs. So yeah, it's, it's like it taps one through five, six through 10. If we have the meads and the bottles available and then the to go pricing, if you just want to come in for a can or growler for whatever. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, just, I would just tell people if they wanted to follow us, you know, on Instagram, it's at motion craft brood, Facebook, same thing. Um, you know, everything syncs up together. So again, it's, it's, you know, we try to keep everybody as informed as possible because the last thing we want is to have the tap list change all of a sudden, you know, when the day before we had like two things on tap that people expect for the weekend, next thing you know, they come in on a Friday the next day and, Oh, where the hell is that? And we're like, yeah. uh, we ran out. Especially the best and and if it's the humble pie, humble pie with the humble pie. With the moms. Humble pie. Or the yeah, we're going to, we're gonna, I'm afraid to put up that story when it does get to that point. We, cause like <laughs> even on the story, even on the story, we put like back on tap or long awaited return or, running low so basically get your ass in if you really want it yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? and it's and it helps because and it's not just to like get people in the door it's just to let people know like listen if you love this you should really commit and you should run and get it because you know it might be a oh, couple months before. yeah it's gonna so, go quick yeah and uh but that that's basically it you know just follow us on instagram facebook people have asked us to do pinterest but honestly <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. For <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to do TikTok too? You're going to do dances, the two of you oh, back yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know on the bar if and... you guys, if yeah. you guys are doing the dance in the back room there, right. that's yeah. easily TikTok. Like, Don't tempt us, perfect. Steve. Perfect. <laughs> will An- Angel's, got the, uh, Angel's got the bottle of ISO on his back and you just reach back and grab it. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Mr. and Mrs. Smith style. That'd be fantastic. I, I just want to ride the bourbon barrel down the street. There you go, buddy. I can picture you, yeah, I can picture you like running on it like backwards, like just like yeah, like a log flume. It would be perfect. And I'll be chasing you and then I'll stop halfway and say, wait, never mind. Just good luck. You gotta that do uh the, out of this whole episode, that was the best thing he said yeah. all night. I want to ride the barrel yeah. down the street. Down Main Street hopefully, of hopefully empty. Hopefully mm. it's been kegged when he's riding. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. So We've already drank all that beer from these, you know, yeah. samples that we've been doing. <laughs> yeah, no I'll be yeah, exactly. Actually, I have an auto siphon straight to my mouth while I'm Boom. <laughs> There you go. There it is. Close the loop on that. You know That's good. I'm going to say this right now. He's been thinking of that. Yeah, he, <laughs> that was pre-planned. Would that not was surprise me. He's already all. in his head. He's like, "Yep, I could turn that on and do 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 do." One day I'm just going to come to the shop. He's going to be like trying to squeeze his way through the door with the barrel over his shoulder. Like a box. And it's just, just going to be like, I'm going for a walk. Yeah. I'm, I'm going down the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys want to check out uh, Angel going through the back door with a barrel, go to uh, Motion Craft Rude in Massapequa Park right there on Broadway. Just go ahead and Google search him. Of course, uh, as he said, sorry, I didn't I'm do sorry, the, Park Boulevard, yeah, right. Not yeah. a main street. It's it's Main Street of Massapequa Park, I mean, really. But yeah, really, 1036, 1036B Park Boulevard. If you guys know where the Good Life is, we're basically <laughs> diagonally across the street from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right next to the florist. So. Or if you're coming to get a subway, it's no longer that. You can yeah. get awesome beer instead. Of- <laughs> you, know, you can drink fresh now instead yes. of eating. 
Instead of yeah. eating jerky off the wall. There you go. Save some jerky for you guys. We'll give you some fresh potato chips. That's about it. There <laughs> you go. Chris, Angel, really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time nice out to be on the show guys. tonight. A lot of fun and uh, very, Thank very you. good uh, beer that we had in the last uh, week or so. Uh, and we're anxious to see what's coming up next. So we'll uh, keep track of you in and then we'll uh, get you back on a show in the future. I really appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you guys, guys for having us. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Awesome. This is the word with Mike, guys. Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Uh, Steve, some last words before we get out of here. Man, I got I'm torn between two of them, so okay. I'm gonna give you both. Um, oh, guys, right. just so you know, if you don't use the pinky, mm -hmm. it's not called a shocker. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, and number and two, the other one is, um, you know, really, truly, it's not a good thing if uh, you subscribe to your sister's OnlyFans. Mm. If she's the only follow you have. Uh, I apologize, gentlemen, if your parents are still watching, but this is the work with Mike and Pete and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Pete, what do we got? Nope. nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll be back in two weeks with the Home Brewers Extravaganza, GovsRadio.com, and we out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Please hang up and try again. Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough. <laughs>